Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Weekly Games Chat. I'm your host, Chris. As always, joined by my co-host, Sean. How you doing, Chris? John, world, hope everybody's doing okay. I know I am. Life is good, you know? Mm-hmm. And John. Is Life that- is good because Gears Pop is back online. I'm so happy. Did uh, you ever figure out what the issue was? For, it was just isolated to John. It was No, it was isolated to nope. hundreds of thousands of people. Not in my try- book. <laughs> well, it's okay, because there's like billions of people. They finally released an update, because it was happening, I think it was happening to a lot of iPhones that weren't XR or above. Oh, that leaves me out of the cut, because I'm XR and above. Well, I mean, yeah. I, don't think time. You, I don't think you guys were having any problem with it. I was not. Not that you play it. <laughs> That's what mm-hmm. I, That was the setup for that <clears throat> joke. That was nice. Yeah. That's why I remained quiet till he was done. So why, uh, why were you late today, Sean? Oh, uh, so I was leaving my office, work job. You have and, an office? And and leading up to the phone call, by the way, I called John. Yeah, um, you did. And leading up to that phone call, you, you ever been in a situation where you just were either gaseous Burr. or you had yeah, those, those start happening? <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, but you're in an office environment. You're like, and, you, and, and in my job, I'm engaged to people like most of the day. I don't have a lot of private time at a cubicle. And uh, I knew that it was it was a serious possibility that I'd have to drop a deuce prior to showing up for the show. And uh, <laughs> luckily for you, we record here, Chris. So if you got here and needed to drop a deuce, you're good. I dropped a deuce this morning. John is good. John is very close to where we record. So if he needed it right when he got off to drop a deuce, he could do it and still be here on time. Me, I'm further down the road, and I go, I got to do this thing. It's got to happen. So I call up John and I go, Hey, John. How you doing? Sorry, I got. I got a. Hey, sweetness. Yeah, I, I'm like I got. I got to drop this deuce, John. <laughs> <laughs> so I get there, and it's it's one of those. And it, when you when you have movements, we all know there's some that are more gassy than the others, and they're all very moving. Yeah, this one, this was very gaseous, and then everything was just kind of floating. <laughs> so were like, you, you were like beatboxing in the stall. Yeah. <laughs> That nothing really clunked and went down. You know what I mean? Uh, but I did notice that it looked like the Hawaiian Islands when I was done. Like, literally with the little islands and everything. It was crazy. Uh, All right. Yeah. But uh, that's... So, yeah, I, I, I knew I was going to be late. But John, being the gracious person he is, he's like, look, in his mind, he knows I usually stop for a drink. He goes, what can I get you, baby? I got you. <laughs> so, now today during the show, I have a... Uh, what is it, John? It's a one, one liter of Dasani purified water courtesy of john baron mm-hmm. you straight been, from chattahoochee itself you <laughs> you have been a uh you've been a gentle gentleman the last few weeks with your giving someone because of you if you remember got an xbox game pass code oh yeah yeah, yeah. now today i'm not going to be parched during the show that's right i'm changing lives that's what you do very much so yeah indeed but yeah so then as we get here we start talking <laughs> We start talking about things and associated to the deuce droppage. <laughs> I don't know how to even say that here. Different types of um, frustrations with uh, with cleansing mm, after the, the cleansing deuce afterwards. Yeah, yeah. And the different methods that different people use, and yeah. none of us. It's like it's like a fingerprint. Yeah. Nobody is alike. Yeah, it's crazy when they wipe your boot. Chris off. doesn't even cleanse. He doesn't. He just goes with it. <laughs> He Can just he just eats a lot of fiber and he doesn't have to wipe. <laughs> there you go. Um, I, I've Speaking learned. Speaking of those moments, you ever have those when you're like you you really you wasted the paper, 
But it's such a satisfying feeling. Yes. When you just when you realize that there's nothing uh, there, it's like wow, that was epic. I feel yeah. so empty inside. I, Sorry, Sean. No, you. No, no. no that was heartbreaking. Is when it comes back clean. You're like, all right. So. And then and <laughs> then so and then, and then like you take two steps. And you go, oh, and no. then oh no, it's not. It's, <laughs> yeah, it that, took five minutes the last time. Not again. Man. That um, that lean, that kind of leans to where we were talking about how like you think you're good, mm-hmm. and then hours later, oh man, you go, something's not, right. something's not right. Let me just get a test strip down there, <laughs> <laughs> and boy, oh boy, does it come back positive. <laughs> That never happens to me, ladies yeah, and gentlemen. I just heard that from We've a friend. We've heard people talk about yeah. it, and we sympathize and thoughts and prayers. I don't know. We're all we're all gentlemen, um, and they make they make they make wet wipes for men. They're called dude wipes. Have you ever seen them? They're they're I supposed just, to be more masculine. Um, they got what G. makes them? Yeah, what makes them? Because more masculine? they say dude wipes, but they it, got GI Joes on them. That would be great. That just sounds like branding. It's branding, yeah. so men will buy the the moist wipes that. I have no problem buying. And yeah. most guys, you know, if you think about it, the reason we have these stories is because we tend to have more hair down there where women don't. You know what I mean? Yeah. So they're, they just have this clean whistle and they're good. And I'm, I'm really jealous of it's it. I got, a, I got a little whistle. hate going on for that right now. Yeah. I've always got, uh, I always keep wipes at the house and wipes at work. Yeah. I, I cannot see. stand. How do you wa- keep the wipes at work? Like, what's the trick? For me, I'd have to do a walk of, of epicness with either wipes in my pocket. <laughs> well, I, 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 some contraband. <laughs> this is great. We, we, weekly, weekly wipe chat. Yeah. So this is like, so I, I have a, I have a container of them in my backpack. And when I know I've got to go do something, I, I open it up, take two or three. That's it. Hold them in my hand. That's it. Just, but don't they very, lose their moistness? Yeah. That's your, it takes a good it hour takes a for minute. that to happen. Oh, okay. Okay. So <clears throat> I just subtly have something in my hand and I just walk to the bathroom with them. And then I throw them onto the side of the, um, the, the, the holder of the paper, holder of the paper. And yeah. I do what I got to do. Hold on the I, paper. I wipe first and then I tighten up. I tighten up. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I, I, I tried the method of going to the travel center area of the store, like a target or Walmart and getting the travel wipes. They're thinner. They tend to work, but they also are a lot thicker. Than the ones we have like at home, so those have been. Uh, eh. And the worst one is when there's a when you're wiping and there's a breakthrough. <laughs> oh, you know you, why'd you go there? Particularly, you, it, it particularly is awful uh, when you <clears throat> haven't when you haven't clipped your nails in a while. Oh, what just happened? And you rake, <laughs> you rake some under your nail, and you gotta you gotta just kind of just <sighs> just. Grind it out under the under. Chris the is just zoned in. He's like, it happens. Yeah. You know why? Because he hears everything with clarity with his brand new Steel Series Seven headphones Those are on. Nice. Very nice. I'm going to need a link to that. Well, um, I've I've been on the Steel Series for a minute. Like mm. they're I, everything you they're read. Top notch. If you read about best headphones for whatever, they always have the best reviews. They, they they're in price. They're a little bit of money. But yeah. the build and everything seems to be worth it. It looked good. The only reason I didn't buy the 7 or the 10s recently when I got the ones for my Xbox, the Turtle Beaches, was because they couldn't connect to Xbox. Mm-hmm. They can. It's just it requires more work. And I was like, eh, yeah. I want the ones that say push like, the button. Listen. You could just you could use this while I'm using here with your Xbox. Yeah. Just plug into 3.5 millimeter. Yeah, you got to plug in. And yeah. I, I really wanted a, a standalone wireless headset. Mm-hmm. It's obviously not as probably as good as that. 
But I've, I've, to update the listeners, I've been very pleased with my Turtle Beach Stealth Sevens, or no, Stealth Six Hundred or Seven Hundred. Do you remember what I bought? I think it was Seven Hundred. Can't say I remember. Don't Thanks, I appreciate it, guys. Yeah. I mean, we only see each other once a week. It's great. <laughs> Let me go to my journal. <laughs> Sean Sean's said, daily updates. Yeah, we haven't done lunch in a while. It's been difficult for me. We've had yeah. uh, we've had a lot of sick people in the office and. Yeah, I reached out to enough. you yesterday. Yeah, um, and I looked at you. You were gone already. Yeah, I caught her. I caught her early yesterday. I had stuff to do. Nah. Yeah. Who'd you kill? <laughs> They're in the trunk, bro. <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> hey, hey, Sean. You know what's different about this week from last week? You have a haircut. No. Oh. Tennessee has a victory in there. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it was because of the shirts. Ah. Ooh. I, hey, that was a fantastic story. Yeah, it was. Good. If anyone doesn't know about it, do you know about it enough to tell the people? Because uh, it was fantastic. A kid from what, bare bones, a kid shows up at school who's a Tennessee fan who put like a makeshift sign on a on an orange T-shirt that, that was UT and mm. he got made fun of. Bullied a little uh, bit. The team heard about it and they just adopted that T-shirt as their official, yeah, as an as an official logo, and then printed yeah. it. Yeah, and printed it for the game. So yeah, yeah. now it's I a mean, and it kind of it's it's neat looking. It's kind of yeah, it's got a weird. It's something very raw about it yeah. that I like. Um, oh, the band you like it raw, as I understand. I, I always, Ooh, um, maybe I like it raw. I don't know what just happened. It kind of went Cajun-y. Sorry, I'm uncomfortable. Uh, yeah, I went to that Wu Tang. Is it is it too it's too early to pivot? We gotta just power through this. <laughs> go go. <laughs> but uh, the band wore it at halftime, and it was very cool. Shout out to the teacher who brought it to the attention of everyone. I uh, think they're called professors there. No, the kid was in a little school, so the, oh okay, so it wasn't okay. the teacher brought it up that this kid did that and. God, it, it was it was a very anti-bullying thing that happened, and I'm and I think that Tennessee even offered the kid a scholarship already. Dang, yeah. So there's That's, that too. Well, shoot, yeah. John, I, can make a I joke, used to get beat up twice a week. John, you're a little school. too old for the bullying free college ride thing. It's just that you yeah. know, it's one of those things, John. The story. I used to get my tail kicked who'd you tell all the time who'd you tell yeah but did you make a t-shirt about it about your favorite team the <laughs> no, dodgers you're saying nobody offered me a scholarship you didn't make t-shirts yeah. about the dodgers because tommy lasorda had him winning in ask. the 80s earl lasorda earl hershizer earl hershizer was a god among men yeah i agree when kurt hurt his ankle you hurt your ankle how good did you feel when he hit that home run against oakland huh it was nice. It was nice. It was huh? nice. Yes, I actually remember it. <laughs> I know you do. <laughs> I am going to see a Braves but, um, game Sunday. Are you? They're playing the Giants. That's SunTrust Park. You've been to, right, Chris? I have. That's a nice Multiple looking park. Times. I love that whole area. Mm-hmm. The uh, the concert venue that's right there. I love. I love when they do that in big cities and they build these like <clears throat> these hubs where they have like real streets on them, mm-hmm. but there's not a lot of traffic. There's more foot traffic than anything. Good. Mm-hmm. You know what that's I mean? Good to hear. I, I was kind of worried about the. It's no, a top notch, dude. It's a pain getting. Are you going on the weekend? Or are you going on Sunday. the weekday? Going okay, that would probably be the best day because, <laughs> like, getting there on a weekday sucks. It, that's the one complaint, right? Because, because it's Atlanta, yeah. Yeah, well, not just that it's Atlanta. Like, right, like Turner Field. The one thing that was good about it was that it was downtown. So pretty much, as soon as you got on seventy five, eighty five, you were at the stadium. Versus this, you have to go. And go through the hell of Atlanta traffic of everyone trying to go to North Atlanta, which is where everyone lives. Which is why they built the stadium out there. But, like, 
getting there during the week can be a pain because you're just sitting there just trying to get to this exit. Yeah. But the good thing is when you leave, you're good. It, it, it's like reverse, right? Like getting out of Turner was a pain a lot of times unless you knew where to park precisely. Here, you get in and out pretty quickly. How's yeah. the shade? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. What so, side are you on? I don't know. It's the last game of the season, so it's, oh, it was dude. expensive. Ooh, God, so it's we got a, it's a one I think o'clock. we got some cheat sheets. Right? You Maybe yeah. a 4 o'clock? I don't remember. I don't remember. Oh. Maybe a 1 o'clock. Dude. I don't know. Speaking of the weather, the heat has been, it's been an issue. I, I, about a week ago, I read an article that a heat wave was coming that... I don't think it was talking about the upcoming week, but just in general that the world is not prepared for. Yeah. It's one of those articles you can either buy into, it can freak you out, or you can go, well, we'll we just stay inside. We'll have Fake water. news. <laughs> I don't believe that anymore. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's, I, no matter how you feel about the subject, like, is easily been way hotter this summer uh, in Georgia. I feel at like least. it has. Than it was last year. Close like we mouth. got, it, it feels like last year we got <laughs> it. Last year just felt like we got so much more rain that mm-hmm. it kind of like sure it might be human at times, but human, 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 humidity. But at the very least, you know, it kept the highs from getting astronomically high. But like right now, even though it hasn't been as humid as at times as right it now, has it's been. because of the hurricane. Yeah, I mean, like hurricane, it has been topping out. Between 98 and 100 degrees here every day, it well, feels like. I had my grass. This, I'm so, this, is, this is such old man speak, but I've had, I had my grass looking good looking, this year. Looking right, yeah. And that grass is dead now. Yeah. I don't remember do the last it. time it rained. Unless unless mm-hmm. you kept fertilizing it and, it's been and watering it, you, the, 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 the grass was going to die. Yeah. Um, ours got to a certain height and just kind of stopped growing. It was like, F that noise. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, today it hit 100, like yeah. legit. Uh, and it's September today. We recorded what September seventeenth. Isn't it technically fall now? Uh, no, the the equinox thing happens this week twenty first. Yeah, oh, okay. yeah. But still, um, and everybody agrees that yeah, it's September, but it shouldn't be this hot this late in September constantly. Dude, last night is eighty nine degrees at like nine o'clock. Yeah, not, yeah. Usually by this point, you're like, like <laughs> it might get to ninety or ninety one or ninety two, but it's dropping down to like seventy five every night. That's right, it. 75 to 70. And it, and it warms right back up. Yeah, and, and that's fine. You know, I expect that until we get to the back half of the month. But it's we're crazy. in the back half of the well, month now. crazy. <laughs> I've, I've actually been very <laughs> blessed. Uh, you know, the thing I do on weekends, I've only had one during the summer outside. Ooh, lucky man. Yeah, I, I, was, I really am. I was plugging my wife's tire. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yesterday afternoon, and when I got done, my face was dripping. <laughs> With you, sweat. Hey, can you say that story again? <laughs> Possibly the best story you've ever said on air, John. That, makes, I, that makes me sad. Why well, don't want to do a practical joke now where I just consistently hire you to play like 2 o'clock p.m. every oh, Saturday? Hey, I would do it. I know. Yeah. Like, what'd you say? Because I'm a... I'm a <laughs> Chris, what'd you, what'd, you do with your t- what'd you do with your tax return? I just used it to rent Sean out every weekend. And now you look at me, I'm like, a 20 is a 20, bro. <laughs> Anybody catch any uh, Netflix specials? Um, I've caught the Bill Burr and the Dave that. Chappelle specials. The, yeah, I'd already watched the Chappelle one. I don't remember if we talked about it here, but yeah. yeah. I, Chappelle's all right. I didn't find it incredibly funny. 
Yeah. And that's unusual for Dave Chappelle. I did. I, I think what I think what got I think what got the attention. <laughs> of course, you think it was, was the controversy. Was the controversy? Yeah. And yeah. I'm and I'm one I'm 100 behind him on the controversy. Yeah. But there was some. It, he sort of deflated the joke every time he'd run backstage because he didn't he run back. He, he does ran that, to the, he ran to the oh, back of that. the stage. Yeah. yeah. Where he's like tripping himself out a little bit. Yeah. He, yeah. It, it just sort of deflates the the effect of the joke when he can't. Contain himself. That's his oh, thing, though. That's yeah. like a stick. I've, I just never noticed him doing yeah. that as much as he did. And Bill Burr, uh, I it was I, I respect him for the audience. That was a tough. That was a tough audience. He was in Britain, yeah, doing ah. jokes about America. Yeah, that's funny. So um, he, yeah, he so, had me for the first fifteen minutes was like really good, but it started to wane. I, I, I think the fifth first. This is how different we are, which I love. <laughs> I think the first fifteen minutes, a little hit and miss. Yeah, could, maybe I, maybe you're right. I, yeah. I could see him kind of go, and at one point, he even looks at the crowd. And he goes, "Really? You're not going to yeah. laugh at that?" He always does that. He, he's great at doing that, like attacking the crowd to make <clears> them <throat> like him. And then I thought he kind of brought it home. Yeah, um, I freaking love Bill Burr, and, and I I love that he had like he's the whitest Bostonian ever. Yeah, and his wife is black, and I love when he brings that up and he talks about their relationship. That part had me rolling, yeah. laughing. Yes, um, that actually was quite entertaining. <laughs> he's he's been he's been constantly one of my favorite comedians for many years. Um, and John F. His family is 100 percent Bill Burr. I learned about that through his Monday morning and Thursday something something podcast that he used to do. Or he still does. My I don't. My favorite bit of his is him saying, and forgive me, this is a little bit insensitive, but he says, you know, they say. Mm-hmm. There's never a reason to hit a woman. <laughs> I know what you yeah, I know that bit. Which is not true. Yeah, but the is way, what he says. His delivery. Because he says, you shouldn't ever hit a woman, but don't tell me that there's never a reason <laughs> to hit a woman. Yeah, the way he spends it. He delivered it in a way that only he can. And, is you know, that, brilliant. You know, yeah, so I love co- it. When I say it, it comes off as No, it doesn't. You did, you, no, it didn't. You did it great. <laughs> See, Chris? Yeah, Chris agrees. because well, he's a... You're not Bill Burr. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, right, I mean, it's the same thing with Chappelle, right? Like, Chappelle has tons of lines in those. And in that, in that special where I'm like... Man, wrong person delivers that. That's not coming off good for them, right? Well, Especially the, the uh, back part with the um, where he was talking about meth and all that. I was like, <laughs> I was like, that's funny, and I get exactly where he's coming from on this. But I was like, God, if someone else said that, that would not end well. <laughs> One thing that he said that I loved is he's like, I will say this just like this, mm. and no matter what, somebody's gonna take it and spin it. No matter that I did not mean it like that at all. Yeah. Um, that's the thing that comedians are going through now. Mm-hmm. And I, I actually, part of me loves the, uh, loves, mm-hmm. loves the, um, I don't want to say the negative attention they're getting or the, or the stuff they got to go through to get their stuff out. Cause all of them are kind of being attacked for things they say, but that's when comedy kind of skyrockets and they become super brilliant in their deliveries. Yeah. That's when, that's when stand up comedy and it, it oftentimes is, it, it becomes the, it becomes the, the example it goes out to the forefront of, Free mm-hmm. speech, right? You know, you know, because somebody once said that in order to, in order to think, you have to risk being offensive. I mean, mm. that's just how it is. Um, that's their job. Yeah, their job isn't to be fair. Their job isn't to be. Should be funny. They're they're not the news. That's yeah. what you have to remind yourself. That's not the news. That's not a person making opinion about real life. That's the man's job is to take whatever or woman, whoever it is, you know, is 
it's their job to take a subject and to twist it in a way that gets you to laugh. Yeah. You know, it, and whatever that takes, that's, you know, it's up to you to decide if you find it tasteful or not. But, you know, did you see the roast they did this past weekend? I want to say Baldwin. It was, was it on Baldwin? Yeah, Baldwin. Yeah. I haven't seen, I've seen the, the clips, clips, but I haven't seen it. <laughs> I heard Nikki Glazer, she's a female comic, killed it. I heard that Blake Griffin, the yeah. basketball player, he's a funny guy. He does, killed it. He did that, uh, that roast show that Jeffrey Ross does. Yes. Um, I heard that Caitlyn Jenner was there and <laughs> yeah. Caitlyn took all the, you can imagine the shots they give at a roast. Mm. She took all the shots, but I heard that she wasn't funny when she went up. Um, mm. And I want to say they said Robert De Niro had some hilarious lines. It's Bobby B. Oh, Bob De Niro, bro. How old do you think Bob De Niro is? Now? 74. Okay, you came off the dome with that, and I feel like it's 100% accurate. <laughs> it's probably about right. What's your favorite Robert De Niro movie? I, I want to say he's around my mother's age. Favorite my De favorite? Niro? Mm-hmm. That he was in or he was the main star? Promise you won't judge me? Yes. Is it a Rocky movie? Meet the parents. Love that movie, right? He's so freaking funny. I will funny. judge you. He is so funny. In that, I just When that movie came out, I'm like, there's no way. He did it. He just he well, did he it. killed it. Do you think he was, do you think Meet the... I have nipples, Greg. Can you milk me? <laughs> Got it. Can I, I want to say the sequel's name, but I don't want, I, 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 whoever. Meet the they, Thank you. Do you think he was at least as funny in that one? Yeah. Or, I do too. Yeah. I didn't see the third one though. I didn't either. At that but, point, Dustin got- Hoff, but Dustin Hoffman <laughs> kind of gave him a run for his money in that one. Yeah. My favorite scene in that he one where he's uh, he's showering and Dustin Hoffman's actually taking a crap while he's showering. <laughs> do, you, uh, do you remember when I told you guys I hadn't seen The Godfather? <clears throat> Have you watched it? No, because I was going to say I haven't seen Casino and isn't De Niro on that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's also in Godfather Part 2. Fun fact. Yeah. Yeah. That's the I, younger, I really, uh, version of Michael, or not Michael, <clears throat> but... Uh, Vito Corleone. Hey. In fact, those scenes were actually filmed for the first movie. Yeah. Right. Here's what needs to happen. You, you gave me the... FYI, uh, my favorite is uh, Taxi Driver, but oh. that's just me. I don't know if I have a favorite. Yeah. I, it was really a question for you guys. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you, you said you'd let me borrow the Blu-rays? Mm-hmm. I need to probably... Play. I think they're all on Netflix by now, though, I think. They uh, were. Regardless, I don't know if they are. Regardless, you can borrow them. I'll double check, because I think that day I told you that I thought they were, <clears> but I need to watch them. It's time. Let's make it happen. My God. I almost want to be there. I know. But it's so that'd be like three days worth of being with me. And you know what? The good thing is, yeah, they are long. So yeah, they are. The good thing is (laughs) you can at least sit down and pause and be like, okay. Yeah. Go through a chapter. Like they almost feel like they they operate like a mini series. It's almost like that, right? Like you have the opening hour of that movie is very different from the second hour of that movie, which is very different from the final 45 minutes to an hour. I hope your first child is a masculine <laughs> child. <laughs> uh, it's the what is it's next to Jaws, the first Godfather film is the, probably the most quotable movie in the world. Shawshank? Um I don't maybe. Know. I don't okay. know. I just I just do Andy impressions do of Yeah, that's all I do with Shawshank. Uh, Shawshank you guys is, quote Lord of the Rings even better. Than all of those combined times two. Yeah, but that's that because you got, you got 15 hours worth of material to use from that. It doesn't matter for the reason. Is, no. It's it is what it is. Hey, how are your Redskins doing? Hmm. Kind of what I expected. <laughs> Defense looks good, and it looks like we might actually have a uh, wide receiver for the future. We just got a for the future. For the future. What I love is uh, I love I used to love when you and James 
would talk about his Cowboys and your Redskins. Yeah, yeah. I don't know that those talks I still, still happen. I mean, like, if yeah. I see him, I, I will – look, <laughs> I know my team sucks this year. <laughs> but if his team fails, I will let him know it if I, I see it. I've officially signed a waiver to a f- convert to a Cleveland Browns fan for the year, no matter what. Um, Who's your so you love Baker now? Yeah, I do really like Baker Mayfield. But um, you got Jimmy G. Uh, I, he knows. Growing up through my adolescence and teen years, I was a big fan of the Niners. Um, Me too. Um, kind of had to hit the only Jack button on them. <laughs> well, in fact, uh, when I was out in California visiting my uncle, we actually stopped by the stadium. No, Levi's stadium. Uh, we stopped by Candlestick. I'll get this out, even if it kills you. <laughs> we stopped by to see George Seifert. Yeah. Who was uh, yeah coaching? Um, he coached Steve Young. Yeah, we know who he is. Yeah. Well, I mean, he's a guy who will probably never be in the Hall of Fame, unfortunately, but. He wasn't around long enough as a coach. Yeah, at one time, he was the winningest coach in history. The winningest coach? The winningest coach in football yeah. history. Huh. At one your, time. your statement of he wasn't around that long. Was well, if that's the case, then uh, why is he not in the Hall of Fame? Well, uh, his last season was with the Panthers, and that didn't go well. <laughs> oh, at yeah. All, like, literally at all. Gotcha. But <clears throat> he wasn't home. My uncle used to fish with him. I still fishes with him. Oh. But, uh, yeah. That yeah. would have been really... See, he... Cool. When we were kids, he would send us stuff every year, signed. Mm. That is, was good. Was, dude, I've known you for as long as I've known you, and I'm, I'm like, well, he, he actually got amazing. Us, he actually got us uh, tickets to a Falcons game back with the back when I guess I was still in high school. Back when Rice was still playing, and we 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 went over to the sideline. No, it was close to the sidelines, and they let us. We were watching people warm up, and I swear to you, I know this isn't real. But they were throwing the ball to Rice for warm up, mm-hmm. and it was almost—it almost looked like the ball went to him, not he goes to the ball. Mm. It's like that ball wanted to be in Jerry Rice's hands. Yeah, I know what you mean. He was—he was, was called timing. He's the goat. That's I don't—I don't care with anybody else that comes up. No, he is the greatest of all time. He's the greatest. He was the greatest route runner. He had the best hands. He's the greatest wide receiver, yeah. I, I truly, truly believe that. I think yeah. somebody's stats will probably, because the the game has evolved so much, yeah. it, he may get surpassed in a statistical standpoint, but there was nobody like Jerry Rice. My, my uncle yeah. talks about going to games with George. Like There was one game where there was just like this huge loss. Huge. And so they're in the, they're in the locker room, and he's just waiting for George to wrap up. And Never. all these players are coming into the locker room, just, you know, irritated, ignoring these fans that are standing outside the locker room. Jerry Rice stops, talks to everyone, signs everything they want. He's a pro. He, that, I mean, that was him. So I keep that image. So That's nice. Good stuff. Yeah. And we are at 27 minutes. Doesn't matter. This is real talk. This is real <laughs> talk. Uh, intro radio. We spent more time talking about wiping. You want to go back to that? That's nice. See, there's no. A, <laughs> we're talking to the, to the topic. Fold, do you fold or do you? I will. Do you, do see, you I heard that the ball has these crevices. <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's end this poop top and this what? Uh, poop this top. Poop, uh, it's, it's fine. Poop top. Add poop talk and go to topic time. Topic time. 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 The topic is 
Gears. Whoa. I don't. I don't. <laughs> I, I feel like the Gears Five should have had more of a a Gears Five. No, that's why I did it that way. The the, the complete opposite. Yeah, I got you. Marcus Phoenix would be ashamed of that. Come on. You know Wait, that whoa, whole entire whoa, whoa. thing. That whole entire thing of like voice actors and everything was because of Marcus Phoenix. Is this a fun fact alert? Yeah, what? because of uh, the dude who does it. Um, it's it's a popular guy. It's uh, you know, John did. DiMaggio or whatever, right? That does his voice. Joe's cousin. Uh, the guy you, he does like Fry. Wouldn't on, we say Steve Downs probably before? Isn't it what? No, no, no Master no, no. Chief. Master Chief. In that, who, but I thought it was John DiMaggio. Does, no, Steve uh, Downs does. Uh, well, one of them. Basically, like that's that's the reason why like they pressed for more rights was because like they have to, you know, get that voice so raspy and tense for hours upon hours on hours, and it really strains on their voice, their vocal cords. Right, the guy, that guy, yeah, is Marcus Phoenix. Yeah, John DiMaggio. Yeah, and plus the guy who did, um, he also voiced Bender. Yes, you didn't say that. The guy said Fry. Ah. I thought he did both. Maybe I'm wrong. The guy who did... Uh... He's been around forever. He's been around! He's one of the best. Uh, anyways. Uh, yeah, Gears 5. Yeah, that's the thing. I uh, I, I tried to play this game a lot, but... Um, <laughs> we know. There was basketball, and then uh, I went to Loot World, so I got through... How, real, real quick, how is Loot World? I'm liking Loot World. Wait, are you? I'm, I'm hearing good things about Loot World. We went the problem- on uh, Wicked Morty last night. The the problem I'm gonna have with with loot loot game uh-huh. is that um, Zelda comes out soon. Yeah, oh yeah. Oh, that puts a that puts a wrinkle in that old loot a, game. That puts a stank on that. <laughs> well, good. Uh, and we confirm loot game should be next week, right? Yes, loot game is definitely. We can't wait week. for that. Yeah. But this week, <laughs> yeah, this week is uh, Gears Five. No longer Gears of War Five. I know. Uh, I've, I've they dropped the war. Did did we officially find out why they dropped that? I think oh, just because people, marketing, because uh, of people like you calling it gear. Well, one, you know, it's yeah, always been maybe it's, it's always just, been confusing because, you know, you have G.O.W. Mm-hmm. is the acronym for which God is, of War. Yeah. And for both, of War. Right. Yeah. So whenever someone says G.O.W., what are you talking about? But, yeah, I think most people for most years, for, for many years now, they that's what they just call it. They yeah, call it gears. So. Possibly. I, I maybe thought too deep into it because too of. Deep. <laughs> because of the way that the the characters and story have evolved from say Gears of War three or even Judgment, mm-hmm. that the story has just changed. So I thought the title change represented just the way the franchise is changing. Mm-hmm. Maybe yeah. I'm wrong. Maybe that's too deep, guys. Plus, Gears of War four did not roll off the tongue oh, very well. It's because you, uh, you know, you're you. <laughs> <laughs> that's an excellent point, Sean. That's why you're here. Uh, <clears throat> so, question about this before we dive Kinda, in. Yeah, before we open up the old do we, Vienna sausages. Do we need to, <laughs> do we need to um, stick to and disclose that would we be talking about merely the campaign or did you dive into anything else? I did not do Horde, but I've done online. Okay, uh, cool. Versus, so, yeah. we can, so we can shed some light on it. Yeah, for sure. From uh, my understanding, it works just fine online. That is bright. Right? That is. What did you do to that TV screen? I uh, just... It's the turn, way you turn, turn the brightness on. up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you could say that, you know. Yeah, you we, know, when we say, "What'd you do to the screen?" You just go, uh, "Turn the brightness up." I didn't turn it up though. <laughs> I just changed the display thing. Yeah, so you did make a change, and we quickly noticed it from last week. 
No, it's been on this for been like yeah. You're just dumb. <laughs> You're dumb. Your eyes are dumb. They don't work. Um. So before we get started, I I did. Well, I guess this will get it going. Um, I I dove in, and I think we all did through through Game Pass, right? Yeah, the Ultimate Game Pass, which seems to be a very successful for sure thing for them. We'll get to that in the news for sure. Yeah, I I, I ran into some hiccups. Um, and I want to know about this. I wasn't I wasn't alone in this but i think amongst us you know the collective group that is us locally i think i was isolated uh, so at one point you get a you, I, I i consider dave and jack these robots that float with you kind of like an r2d2 of the game right it's kind of like that element that r2 yeah. brings to star wars um so these particular things get abilities that you upgrade and are and, and almost in most cases as soon as you get a new ability you're almost required to immediately equip it because of a thing that's about to happen. Um, it's like they train you on it. Yes. So right away um, during the first days of launch, I'm, I'm into I'm deep into chapter two, and I start noticing that Jack's abilities that I that I'm you know you have to find components to upgrade these abilities. We'll get into that too. But Jack's abilities are going away. Like I can't select them. The, really, the main abilities, the side abilities. Uh, to at one point I'm even sending screenshots to the guy I'm playing with, uh, my friend Cam and he's like, dude, something's wrong. You should be able. And I think it was the STEM ability, which is Jack will inject you with a stimulation that, that protects you for a minute. Yeah. He goes, you gotta have STEM right now. Something's wrong. So we're sending screen screenshots back and eventually it all disappeared. Everything. I had nothing for Jack during fights. Like I'm, I'm, I'm deep in the chapter two. And you need yeah. Jack. He yeah. disappears. If you Google it, you'll find stem glitch. It's more than just a stem glitch. It was all the glitches. But I did find that stem glitch. So um, um, one night, finally, when the co-op was working, that was during during launch prior to the official release of the game. Uh, we could not co-op together at all. Uh, I could play online the versus mode, but I could not do a co-op with anybody. And like I told, I think I said it on air last week. I just hopped into Chris's game one night when I knew he was playing, and I got disconnected from Chris, unbeknownst to Chris. I felt abused. So the yeah. co-op, so the co-op was <clears throat> it was glitchy too, and they were they there was an update they promised that would come out, which they've since delivered. Um, all of that led to me basically getting almost to Act Three, and having to restart back to Act One. <laughs> so uh, Cam and I went back through the game again, mm. one through where we left off in Act Two. And uh, that's been fun. <laughs> no, it hasn't, Sean. <laughs> no, it actually it actually has because it gave me an opportunity um, to look for collectibles, which I love to do in a Gears game, in a, in a game that's so driven by, you know, hardcore gameplay, violence, guns, chainsaw fights, you know, blood and guts to, to have those moments where you can look around crevices and corners and find pieces of, of lore from games past. Mm -hmm. That that actually was the silver lining in the restart that I had to do, um, so it ended up working out. Plus, well, yeah. you knew where to look for some of them. Yeah, yeah. I'm I mean, still missing a few, but or I'm missing one from Act One that we, we we don't know how we overlooked it, but it happened. That's yeah. the one thing I I I think I said this last week, but you know, I, you've you've known this ever since we've played back with Gears Three. Like I have really had zero effort like because they didn't used to really put so many items like there might be a thing but it really wasn't descriptive right 
mainly it was just the cog tags, yeah, right? And it was tags. like, to me, it was like, just to get those, I'm like, what, what? So I'm getting rewarded just to walk around. Say I walked around the, the level right. a little bit. Like there was no reason in my mind to do it. So you guys would be out there exploring. And I would just be like, yeah, y'all do that. I'm going to go up, up here and, and y'all tell me when you're ready and we'll move on. But, um, and that I, used to I just did not care. Yeah. Uh, but like this one to their credit, with all those little trinkets that they put in there that actually are readable this time. Yeah. And on top of that, the fact that you gave me this this thing in, in the mainly through the eyes of Jack, right? A reason to explore because I need to upgrade him. Like I'm going to be rewarded for not just the ones that you put right out there in the open for me, but to take the time, like at the opening of um <clears throat> act two when you're going through the town and all that kind of stuff to like say okay instead of just walking straight down to the next cutscene and, and moving across on this game i'm going to explore every nook and cranny here because i want to find a the little collectibles which were interesting to read but mainly because you're gonna help me make jack more powerful the next time i need to use him so let, let uh, you guys focus on this jack thing i mean i think we can all agree that that the implementation of Jack is a is kind of like the core change of this of this game for the for the series for the multiplayer. Yeah, right. well, that and the I guess the opening area, right? I don't know. I I feel like with John, it's it's a it's a change that is it's kind of a big change. Yeah, because you never had anything upgraded mm-hmm. before. You just got better weapons. You got That'd weapons, and it. you had your 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 people better weapons. That if well, I mean, like better, like more powerful weapons. Uh, he, right? He's like, saying as the game went on, you yeah. you didn't have uh, a jack. You to start worry about. out and you just have a lancer mm-hmm. and a shotgun usually, and then yeah. okay, then you find boom shots yeah. and all. Oh, all here's the that's what he means. Oh, here's this. Here's he that. didn't mean better weapons that yeah. you took in. No. <laughs> um, but so so kind of doing a reset. The game the game picks up exactly right after Gears Four. Yeah. Um, there, there, you, if you've watched the, the trailer for it, you've seen that the imagery is of Kate from Gears 4 and her still dealing with what happened at the end of Gears 4. She's, what happened to you? We can, I think we can talk about it and we probably should and will. Cause if yeah. you haven't played Gears 4, she, uh, Gears 5 is out, bro. She got some ties to, uh, her, her to some people that Marcus doesn't really like that much. Right. So, <laughs> She, the 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 trailer for it shows her on a uh, on a. We know it as a skiff because we've played the game. But she's going across this red dirt. Everything kind of is red imagery, and it's showing Kate. Have you seen that trailer of it? Yeah, probably. Um, and and it's crazy because it takes a minute for you to actually play as Kate, and that was one of your concerns early on. the The first act, they're they're picking up clues. Or trying to pick up pick up clues from figuring that out, mm-hmm. ish. Yeah, right. I just thought that it, it with all the advertising, I was like, oh, this story's really, really throwing the focus on Kate. Yeah, and you know, it, it didn't. It, it picks up. Well, I mean, it it picks up, and I'm like, Ugh. not that I have a problem with another character, but I, I thought we were going to be right off the jump, and I'm not really sure exactly why it why it didn't just go to Kate as the protagonist. I, I just mean, don't, it felt like spend, a prologue, right? It kind of felt like, Hey, we need to explain <clears throat> why it is that like, 
I, I mean, I you're further along, so obviously I don't know where it goes on that. Shut but, up. But, but I, I kind of <laughs> ga- I kind of gathered like the first act is really a prologue to kind of explain why two characters are not are are on diverging paths, right? And, I don't and think- like I I don't know. If, they eventually tie back to the character you play in in, in the first uh, part of it and give you an idea of what he's been going on, which is actually kind of interesting. I, I want to know what's going on with him, yeah, uh, with where they leave him there, and especially the, the little glimpse you get there in the beginning of the second act. But um, but like at the same time, you like you feel like now, okay, I, there's a reason why this person has been set off on this path with who she is with in the second act. And like, now I I just, I don't feel like the, the person you control had anything to do with making that any more or less effective. That's all I was saying. Um, I could be wrong. It, it might've, you know, had I played through it, had they done it differently, it might've not felt as resonant. I don't know. Hearing you say that, I'm thinking, you know, at the end of each major act, there's usually a, a really nice cutscene that kind of leads you into the next act. Yeah, and you almost think one. if uh, if they show uh, a, a cutscene and in, in, in the beginning of the game that maybe shows you what happens at the end of Act One, mm-hmm. Act One, and then you start, you know, the the, the next part as as Kate, it kind of leads into it nice, and you start as Kate because you think the game's all about Kate because of the cover art, the commercial they ran. The, you know, the way the story picked up or left off from the last game. Mm-hmm. I can understand that argument to where you felt like it took a little too long. But playing through the act, the thing that did happen that generated the cutscene was very impactful. Yeah. And it, yeah. Made, it made the severance where you needed to now go be Kate. It made it make sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It didn't feel forced. If it, it actually felt really, really nice. Uh, I, I felt I felt like emotion. Especially there's dialogue that happens. I felt literally fractured off. Yeah. And I, I felt, yeah. uh, I, I love the, the dialogue that the characters that end up going to do a thing are kind of having with each other. You, you feel pain. You feel it's, it's almost like, even though it's different emotions, it, it felt very logical to me in the sense of like, yeah, like kind of like when Luke separates from Han and Leia. It's and a necessity. He, like, you're like, he needs to go do this. And it was like, here, yeah. you're like, that first act, you can kind of, even though you're not playing it, so you can just kind of tell that this thing is weighing her down. And it's like, she's just kind of going through the motions, kind of trying to support everyone else, right? Mm. And it's like, she needs to address this. And like, this is that catalyst for, to give her the reason yeah. to say, okay, look, I have to go do this. You know, I have to to worry about this, especially with the opening of what happens in the second act too. Yeah. Um, also it was important because in the first act you get one of the greatest Hamilton references I've ever seen in the video. Dude. Game, and that was perfect. The, um, <laughs> so yeah, there, there is a Hamilton reference for sure. If you played the first act, you know what it is. It has to do with theater. Um, I don't, you, I guess I missed it. If you haven't played it or if you're John, you yeah. just completely missed it. <laughs> um, but that was, that was the scene of one of the, one of the most in its own way, one of the most epic fights you ever have. It is a great one. I, I think it's because of the, the stage that it sets, no pun intended. Yeah. Um, along with the music, the score they try they decide to play, plus what you're trying to do, really an epic fight right then. Um, there's a fight later on that's pretty epic. 
Um, there's mm. several fights that's pretty epic. Uh, there's one I texted you about. Um, there, I, I love that every once in a while you'll come across a boss um, that that is just really hard right then. Um, just just to let you guys know, we we decided to play it on experienced, which yeah. is which is one notch under like I guess the insane mode yeah. or the hardcore hardcore mode. Yeah, and it is it's it's hard. Well, that's how it was for us when we mm-hmm. did it last time. Yeah, it, it it's basically a two hit. You're down. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Try one. <laughs> yeah. So in some cases, if he, if he runs at you hard enough. Yeah. Oh no, that that particular boss. Yes, if he runs at you one time, you're down. You're Old done. Frosty. Um, mm. But uh, yeah, it, I, I would say if you if you when you get to the later acts, you're going to become Kate. You know, and you're going to play as Kate. It, it's a necessity. Uh, if you end up playing it co op with your friends. Uh, if your friend doesn't know better, try to be Kate because you get to experience things that the other player doesn't. Mm-hmm. Kate has visions um, that are tied to what she's attached to. And I asked, I asked the person I was playing with, did you have the same, did you see what I just saw? Like, did you get to see the cutscene? And he said, no, what are you talking about? During the fight, interesting things happen that him and I had to communicate with to where I said, this is happening now. I need you to protect me because mm-hmm. I become vulnerable. I, I, I don't see what's going on as clear as he does. Right. And I think that element is amazing because it actually ma- it makes you feel like you, you almost feel like what Kate's going through. And for the listener, if, if you haven't played it or you don't know what we're talking about, she kind of has these. Um, what do you what do you what would you describe them like flashes hallucinations. of hallucinations? But are they hallucinations? You have to ask yourself some things <gasps> happen to where you go. Hmm. It's almost an yeah, asymmetrical element to the game. Yeah, it's um, pretty cool. So, is uh, is there another? Because you know, in, in certain segments of the game, you're only you only have pretty much two gears fighters. Is somebody at some point? Not that you, I think you just you know played with with one person, but yeah. is somebody controlling Jack? You can. Yeah. Okay. You you um on the screen on yeah, each that's what the third does yeah on each no matter what from act one through mm-hmm. you uh, three people can always play together if one's Jack and and if you do if you do pick up Jack there's some special abilities that only he can do that you have to kind of manage mm-hmm. I know you you want to play Jack I do just because I'd be like <laughs> Chris is a good so Jack weird I was like this would be fun yeah be like I'm gonna go protect people I'd be like oh see if, it, if I could be a healer. In this uh, game. Plus, he's got those stealth abilities that you can unlock and upgrade, which could be yeah. cool too. The the Jack intro, the introduction of Jack as this like third component R two D two guy is a huge step for the series that's new. And I also think Act two and Act three, and I don't know about Act four yet, but they kind of introduce you to a open world ish version of Gears with a, a a mode of transportation, which is the skiff thing that yeah. I was telling you about. I don't remember any gears being like that. And no, I got to tell you that's new. Yeah, I know, I know, but I love it because you get to kind of, you get to choose what you want to do for the first time in the game. There, there are some main objectives that you see on this gigantic map. There's some side missions that are very beneficial for you to go do. Uh, and I like that. I, it, it's not as, it's not as big as the way, like say breath of the wild changed Zelda forever. Mm-hmm. But I think it's, it, it's at least a step in that direction for changing gears forever it feels like it could be a precursor to something much bigger yeah like i almost Mm -hmm. wonder if as god of war rolled out and they began to learn what this is if they kind Mm -hmm. of considered saying like 
you know, maybe we should try something like that to kind of change up instead of just having these these levels that are just linear paths and you're always going to like at least having an open world. Um, I, you know, I enjoyed it. I wasn't, it wasn't something that I was like, that was the part of the game that was really drawing me in though. Like, right. Like it was beautiful to look at yeah. from what I saw and to go around it in the, the skiff and all that works great, but I'm more interested to see, what they could do in the future. Like, could you actually do kind of, again, like God of War, where like they create this thing where it's like, look, here's a big open environment that has kind of maybe some more linear areas as you go further into certain things to go to quest. But like, here's this thing of what you need to do. And like, like when you first get to the the lake in God of War, you mm-hmm. have no idea that you're going to spend days yeah. in and around that lake. You don't even know it. But you end up kind of veering off and running and coming back and veering off and running and coming back. If that's what you mean, that would be really cool to have like a central big place that you make it to in years. And then you're constantly going back and forth from it. That could be nice. It's it's an interesting – one of the things we've seen this year, uh, particularly with like Rage 2 and and the Wolfenstein series. It's like, well, now you've added all this stuff to Wolfenstein. Now it's not Wolfenstein. Or, you know, you have the shooting mechanics of Doom, but you add this open world and it doesn't work. And both times that has been said, I've fundamentally disagreed with it. Yeah. I don't know what your point overall <laughs> is. Right. Because you can't shoot people constantly. It's no longer the said game that it was. Right. Effective yeah, yeah. use of the tool. This game, I'd like to see um, the coalition kind of make this something a little bit more robust. And it's not that it bothered me. In in fact, it was perfectly enjoyable. But I felt like the open world simply served as a function of upgrading Jack. Possibly. That's really what That's it fair. did. It didn't do any it really didn't do anything that deviated outside the function of upgrading Jack. Or and I'd like it, uh, and I'd like loading. to visit I'd like to visit towns and outposts where you're actually, you know, rescuing Citizen uh, civilians from a from a swarm horde or something like that. Yeah, that would I'd be... like to see them do a lot more. So I think it's. A, I definitely thought it was a step in the right direction, and mm-hmm. it was an interesting approach. Um, the 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 second act, the world for the second act seemed a little cliche, a little a little bit. But once we went into the third act, I'm like, wow, a little different. This is a really cool take mm, on okay. on a new kind of area that I've really never seen. A video game do you know the um, um it was just a really is that the desert one yeah the I red desert <laughs> i'll tell you yeah. that do you know that like the scenery from the uh last sure. jedi how yeah, that, yeah, yeah. It, it reminded me of that yeah. like okay. yeah, when you go to snow and you rake across and it turns red it, but See, it, they liked it yeah. well maybe not we'll just leave it there <laughs> yeah. um but i, I mean I, it sucked it sucked completely you, you might be right in the sense <laughs> that when they made this this big open world um Jack Jack's upgrades are done through you finding components hidden throughout the world, which are very fun to find. I love yeah, the little noise yeah. they make. But it also served as maybe being a, a showcase for finding the collectibles that do give you a little bit more information. Um, one example, we found an Augustus Cole letter from the previous time that him and Marcus were at this particular spot. Mm-hmm. And if you read it, oh, yeah. he actually gives you a map of secondary missions that maybe you hadn't unlocked or gone to yet. 
and other sites you needed to visit on the map you found if you found the collectible. Nice. Hmm. That's nice. That's something they've never done before. Yeah. And they do do some interesting story beats a little bit with the side missions. You find out about these people that, you know, you're trying to find and rescue or any stuff like this before it's too late. But it is a little bit few and far between. For the most part, you go to a little section of the open world map, fight Mm -hmm. some swarms, and get an upgrade. Yeah. And that's pretty much how it works. The side missions, I agree with. It's fine. It's fun. Yeah. But I guess it didn't outstay its welcome. They didn't overdo it. I guess like when you're comparing it to something like where you're in a year where you had Metro Exodus, right? Where you've seen, sure, like that's a post-apocalyptic world, right? But like as you're going through, it just feels so interesting that you didn't know what was coming around any corner right yeah. and you were always on your guard and it was consistently changing yeah. like for example like, if you go to oscar's village yeah at the beginning of the game i thought at when at the time i'm like oh wow this is a, this yeah. open-ended town and, and i'm gonna little, get to talk to the people. music playing I'm in it get the town this, vibe yeah. right yeah i want that and i want an interactive yeah. experience with it but i was pretty much going through the town to get the one spot it was like the illusion of something open world when it was in fact linear correct like because it's <clears throat> if there's one criticism you could make with the gear series on a whole you know mainly because of limitations before and you're like you might feel like maybe we're finally getting to that point where they could resolve this issue where they could have this great beautiful high fidelity looking game with great action and combat but then also the immersion it would be the fact that like usually the gears kind of feel like they're separated off from the rest of the world right like they're they're always still do (laughs) yeah they're they're always at the forefront of the of the battle as opposed to actually within the society in this world like i think gears 3 was maybe the one time where at least you felt a little bit at the opening there when you're on that ship or whatever that little area might have been the one time i really felt like that or the very first level in the very first gears game because you're going through this city. Um, but it would be nice, as you said, like to actually go and especially since this isn't a world that is completely ravaged by war at this point. It's one that's been rebuilt and been slowly. Maybe. You know, yeah, it feels like something that's been growing. Like <laughs> it would be nice to actually go out and see that and to experience it and to go different. And if you're going to change your regions to be like, this is what makes the people of this part of the planet very different from the people that are on that part of the planet, right? You know, because of maybe just the realities of the world they're in. It would be nice if they could explore that in the future. It could, it, it really could be. And I mean, I, I would, I would love it. I love, I, I soak in any kind of, you know, story or, or yeah. side stuff that I read and, and that really completes the story as of, of what gear is. And I mean, it's no different with the main story going on now. Um, I am, I'm really wanting to see where this goes. I have a big hunch on where it goes. Um, but the game so far has shown me it's not afraid to throw me some curveballs that I didn't see coming with what happens at the end of Act One and what happens in that village in Act Two, uh, where you're like, okay, this yeah. is, this is it. And then continuing on in the end of Act Two, some mm. things are happening and you go, Oh, or my mind spinning on like, Oh my God. If, if every gear, if they're going in the story direction to where every gears game we've played was because of something. Mm. Oh my God. Um, John's a little further than me. So he's kind of giving me a head nod, but 
I am loving the story of Kate and when they actually disclose stuff. Um, I love how they've secretly done this. The last two games we've played, um, Marcus and Baird and Cole and, you know, the, the crew, they're, they're very secondary to what you're doing. Particularly sure, this time. Around. Sure, in Gears 4, you could be old man Marcus. Yeah. But the transition, the transition has happened where you almost don't realize it because Marcus is communicating with you on the radio. Baird is upgrading Jack or you're meeting him at camps or he's flying on a plane to go do something. Uh, Cole's running around with you for a little while. And at one point you even hear a person go, Oh my God, there's Augustus Cole. Um, but they've done it so, so silky. Get on the Cole train, baby. So, dude, that cut scene with Cole early on. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That is funny. classic. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, man. But uh, they've done it where you. <laughs> I forgot you, about you're that. You're all of a sudden these new characters that you kind of care about. Mm-hmm. And, that, and that's something that uh, was, I don't know, kind of a big risk for the series. Yeah. It's like Marcus Phoenix is a staple of this series. Well, here's this kid named JD. And, you know, I like the character. He didn't he's, really. He's Marcus's son. Yeah. Cool. Who, who knew that Kate would be the catalyst to make you care about this new crew? Yeah. Like she was the key this yeah. whole time. The coalition. Man. The coalition. Man. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah. But this, uh, I'm, I'm kind of with you on this, uh, Sean, this, I think, I think I can always say that the, that the main game has always been very solid for the series. Yeah. Um, but the set pieces here are pretty, pretty good. And it, it's always in today's environment of games, it's always inaccurate to call it boss fights. But the boss fights in this game have been particularly creative. Yeah. Um, They've had different elements. I so. will say that the one we were talking about the other day, mm-hmm. um, it was late. I was tired. I had to get to bed. Do you hear excuses? I switched to beginner and took care of it. I thought about it. I did. Easy. And then I moved back. Uh, mode. Uh, then I took. Then I put it back on intermediate, and there we go. Easy I was, mode. It's like intermediate sounded like, ugh. I didn't want to do it. Well, I'm on, I thought about when I was doing solo, <clears> when I wasn't, I had the itch to really play the game. <clears> I'm stuck at this fight. Um, and I go, you know, by myself, my, my AI is terrible right now. Dale was, when you play by yourself, and I know both of you have, the AI is ridiculously dumb. Like, Except for getting you up. They are very They will good. get you yeah. up. Uh, but I was watching Dale, and, and when you did the mechanic you needed to do, Standing there, yeah, just a non-contributor. Yeah, Dell was pretty useless. Um, he wouldn't, he wouldn't do what co-op would do. And you even pointed out that you thought this particular fight would be much easier. It was designed for this co-op. particular fight was designed for co-op. Yeah, yeah, and it's no joke. It wasn't Chris. getting the deal done. Yeah, I mean, I thought about it just because we played on experience last time, right? Yeah, um, and I mean, I thought it was good. Outside that lightning part, they there there was a scene. I want to talk about bad AI? Dude, this guy. I, there in, the, in Gears Four, you yeah. had to run across a field, kind of to a barn. I think it was. Oh yeah, I remember. Yeah, when, when lightning, lightning was just popping all happened. around you, <clears throat> couldn't figure it out. Constant dying, rage mode turning on. Chris trying to calm me down. He's like up there just twiddling his thumb, saying, "I'm up here. What's taking you so long?" Oh, it was terrible. <laughs> there hasn't been anything like that yet, but there have been some run sequences. Yeah. Where you needed to do some things. Apparently, you suck at running, uh, or or just I, I think I think I'm clear of something when I'm not. 
Maybe it's maybe it's I don't know what it is. But um, I mainly just went with the default because I was just like, I knew my time was limited, so I was like, if I put this just on regular difficulty, let me get through some things. Gonna, yeah, and sure enough, like I was pretty much. I mean, I think maybe one fight that that one fight, the Hamilton fight, was maybe the only one early on that gave me trouble, yeah. and I was. I got through pretty much right to the chapter right before, I think, uh, the end of Act 2. Yeah. Um, so. It's nice. Yeah. You know, yeah. It's pathetic, Chris. <laughs> it, uh, the, pathetic. Look, I would have done more, but. Uh, Gert, uh, I Gert did, Brooks had to Yeah, Gert Brooks hung 70 on KD and still managed to lose. KD is, uh, John. I don't know. <laughs> Kevin Durant. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I, Aside from the initial hiccups, I loved it, uh, or I'm loving the game like a lot. Um, it it really is what I want when I play a gears game. It's always jarring to get into it, isn't it? Yeah, it's, like because it was for me. They they to their credit, like their shooting feels so distinct. Like it is. There's yeah, nothing let's call it distinct. Yeah, like there's just <laughs> I enjoy it, and I, I know always, what it is. Yeah, yeah, and I know why it is the way it is. Um mainly because of online and all that but it it's always like different versus like you know getting in the borderlands borderlands just feels almost like i'm in a way playing this rpg version of overwatch so it's it's seamless right or getting into halo like maybe the most thing that you have to remember with halo is how health works like everything else you're like yeah whatever you know it, well, for john even playing like the division i think we brought this up on air uh, no, last we week, talked about it at lunch. At, at lunch, um, you you prefer more of the uh, the reticle on board all times on the screen. Um, that's not a, I mean, that's not a bad thing. I, I just, I, I think I'm, I, and I don't know how to explain it. I but made, I, I, a, I made in in fairness, I made the adjustment, and, yeah. I, and and it's and it's gotten a lot better. But yeah. uh, the cover system for gears is fantastic for me, and I know that that's what I'm getting in gears. Um, you had also brought up that, you know, the cover system saying like the division two, along with the way it, the mechanics were for shooting, you felt was a step in the right direction where gears kind of felt stuck in the, I think that's how you worded it. I didn't don't, you? I don't, I don't see why they're, I can't think of any fundamental reason why gears could not adopt. And it's simply a reticule on the middle. It, it's or at least the a option. dot on the, it's, it's a, it's a site, a dot on the middle of the screen that pretty much you're when you're when you're behind cover in division 2 and you know you got to pop up and and return fire you can pretty much line up your weapon where once you pop up you're going to nail him in the head yeah every almost every time if you if you if you're John Rambo like me yeah i was going to say that so i'm glad you did <laughs> i just don't fundamentally understand and i haven't had it successfully explained to me why gears would not adopt that model because it seems like it's sort of stuck in the past it's because of it's online. I mean, like in Division Two's online. No, but it's not. Com- it's not the same type of competitive online, right? Like Division Two is primarily designed to be an online co-op game where we are fighting just AI enemies. You know, sure there you can do PvP at points, but it's not high speed, consistent moving action around cover and everything. It's why it's why cover and gears isn't auto cover, right? You actually have to tell it get behind this thing because people would get highly upset if they were in a competitive match, say with money on the line 
and the game forced them in the cover or did not go into cover when they needed it that in that moment. Right. And it's the same here. Like it's because of its tradition of the skill of being able to be behind a barrier and understanding how your gun works and having the muscle memory to just pop up or know even without having to pop up how to fire it accurately to get headshots. Like those people are the ones who are the gods of this thing online. I, I mean, I, it's a pain. I think it has to do like I, I told you this, and maybe I good. I didn't articulate it well, but the game just has like a, a rough edge to it on purpose. Mm. It stems from the way the camera angles follow you on like on a roadie run. Mm. There's a lot of things that it does to immerse you in that world, and a reticle just doesn't fit. I don't think. Um, I don't know why. I don't know how to say that better. Um, but I respect that you think that, you know, at least having the option to have you have a reticle when you play should be a thing. They could, yeah, I well, don't no, know why it, they couldn't it, do it for the for the story mode. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. I, I, towards the third act, I, I, I kind of got attached to another gun. I think it's the MK7, yeah. like the, the, the single shot weapon. That helped a little bit more with the accuracy. Because I know in Division Two, I don't really like the the automatic weapons. I prefer the semi-automatics. Uh, no, in gears, more accurate. In gears, there, the accuracy, you have it, but the bullets aren't. They don't fly as they're, wa- they're, they're wacky, and that's part of because you have a chainsaw on your gun type of feel to it. Um, when you shoot the old Lancer, it's it's the retro Lancer is kind of just yeah. rugged when it shoots. There's a gun you end up getting that the. Uh, like the most precise thing in that is if you learn how to use it, it's probably like the boomstick, right? Because like no. if you know how to angle it, the grenade's always going to go where you yeah. tell it to go. The, they right? have a pistol called the Boltock. That thing's pretty accurate yeah. when you yeah. line it yeah, up. Yeah, that's it's true. Pretty, um, obviously, the sniper like rifle a, when you zoom in is pretty accurate. Yeah, because it's a sniper rifle with the, a scope. Thing, but most of those things, so like, good. I think, like, their point of their movement and their combat has always been trade-offs, right? Like, there's nothing that has a perfect advantage, I would say. Like, for instance, as you said, like, the Lancer can shoot well from far away, but it still kind of moves up and down. It's got some kick to it. So, you need to... So, like, you know, consistently just trying to aim at a head doesn't work as well. You shoot for upper torso. Plus, you don't don't hold down the trigger on most of these weapons because the thing will just fly up. Yeah. Yeah. Same with like roadie a- run, right? Like roadie run gives you speed and gets you to places, and you can keep your uh, but you your have, chainsaw, you're but it, not agile. Yeah, it, you're not <laughs> agile, and your field of vision tightens in. Yeah, uh, because you're focused on the guy leaning over. It's taking up the majority of your screen. So if someone's coming to your what are you left talking right, about roadie run? run. What when is you that? hold A to run and you go, yeah, that's called the roadie. Also, I don't, I can't think of another game that punishes you quite like gears if you don't hit a reload properly yeah it, it rewards you when you hit that perfect reload because those bullets become like really good bullets for a minute there's a term for that but i don't want to go straight gears nerd on you um but when you miss it and you're like oh god uh, and i get i get it with that the reload thing because mm-hmm. you know with games like division two and other shooters you can you, you can hit, reload your clip anytime you just hit reload and it's Correct. done and and, and you don't lose any bullets when in the real world you cannot do that yeah so this i, I respect it but man when you when you run out of bullets in a clip <laughs> they're coming at you Chainsaw. it is the worst so, it's so hard to to 
pay attention to what's going on on the top right of your screen. Oh, that's because your uh, your awareness is like this, this very is off, low. Uh, Thanks, man. This is off topic, <laughs> but uh, in in Borderlands, there's a type of gun that when you reload, you throw it. And little legs come out, and it starts running around shooting people. <laughs> well, I think since we've talked about Borderlands now, we can just talk about uh-huh. Zelda next week. No, we'll do NBA 2K. That's fine. That's <laughs> nice. what you always want. Um, chainsaw fights, of chainsaw course. Fight. I have a, yeah, I, I, I make John happy when I say that and told my story about that. Um, at one point here, your boy came out of the preseason not looking too well. I think That's I was like 0-2 in chainsaw fights. I was about yeah. to say, how many took, times has Cam like been like, man? Because like, I go raw. Yeah. Like when I, when it I, took a while to get used to that. For me. Not for me. And yeah. I was getting – there was this one particular side mission that was uh, in like a mine area. But you had to you had to take care of some a pretty legit wave of enemies prior to going in said mine. And at one point, there were two guys. I didn't know that they had – lancers as well so i'm thinking i'm gonna and go around there to him old buddy popped up and chainsaw <laughs> fighted me in half and, and the cam goes what what just happened and then in co-op you see you know said person has died so you <laughs> see red screen of death and i'm just could you well he sees red screen of death but then he comes up and he goes what happened and i just i'm quiet for a minute he knows i'm furious <laughs> I do it again and lose again, and he's like, "Are you serious right now?" Um, but th- those are—I love chainsaw fights because at this point, if you play with me, you're going to hear chainsaw fight, chainsaw fight. You know, you go crazy. <laughs> uh, whenever I hear that, my behold puckers up because you're like, "Oh, <laughs> here we go." Oh, this God, is I hope we got a good save point. <laughs> oh my God, <laughs> really hope it's a save point. I don't want to go through these guys again. I uh, sometimes I, you get rocked by the save points too. Yeah, you kind of like, you're probably really close to a save. Yeah, yeah you get and you get thrown oh. back. You get thrown back in this game. Um, True. There's been some elements in weather in the game with like wind and things that where I've I've been hit by a, a person with a drop shot. Oh, perfect connection to the wind drop shot. You remember like an elf when he's got that last throw and the kids running. That's how I get hit with the drop shot in this particular instance. Uh, so you got to respect it. You laugh about it. Uh, I told you I've played online. Um, that thing is legit. Work. I got I got work, but I also did some workage. Um, the guys who were – I played arcade mode. You, you, you got to get five matches in before they rank you, before you yeah, can really yeah. go into rank matches. Um, so I'm in there, you know, starting out as Newbie McGee, level one. I'm like, I'm going to be Marcus Phoenix and get my Lancer there's some dudes in there with, with guns working you. Um, I've, I've got, I got a grenade thrown on me. I got cut in half. I got sniped. I mean, it's, they, they put <laughs> at the, the same time, they do all the things. To there's you. so many good little tricks that if you're not someone who's familiar with everything or you've been out of touch for it, it's not pleasant. Like the, uh, you can take the grenades and stick them to a wall. And then when someone, runs by acts like a proximity mine blows up so blows up you can do that in the game too yeah it's just you gotta learn you don't really yeah you don't really you don't really need reason Um, i haven't i haven't played horde like i said but we we're gonna play horde that's the thing that cam and i do um so yeah there's there's a lot of modes everybody should have gotten the supply drop for bautista dave bautista recently he's a wrestler um that's right played drags can't Um, see him <laughs> um, on the online mode, you get to see Sarah Connor. Is that her name? Yeah. And the Terminator T whatever person. So that's pretty cool. Um, I unlocked people from Halo 
from Ooh. online mode from Halo Reach. Yeah, yeah, they said they were adding them in there. That's pretty that. cool. I, li- I like when when online worlds blend things like that because it's online. It, it's no impact to the story. So no, plus it's like it's just an avatar. Now yeah, we right? know there's a shared universe. Mm-hmm. Possibly, no, potentially, no, no, it's possible. It possible. is. That would be really cool, thing. dude. If they made a game where Master Chief comes to the Ladies cogs, and gentlemen, bro, his hands are on his hips, bro. <laughs> comes to the cogs, dude. If Master Chief meets Marcus Phoenix, bro. <laughs> <laughs> um, how tall would Chief be next to Marcus Phoenix? Jesus, uh, at least two He's or three tall. feet taller. He'd have to be. Yeah, he would look stupid if he wasn't. Yeah, but Phoenix would be three feet wider. What is it like? Master Chief is seven two, I think. In the suit, height. right? Yeah, well, I think just generally his penis is seven foot two. <laughs> so we can say that because he's enhanced That's fine. penis. That's fine. <laughs> he's like our our real Captain America in video. Games. Should have said Richard. Why didn't I say Richard? I don't know what you. Yeah. Did. I don't belong on this show. Yeah, we can tell. You're Farewell. You're like um, um, you never announced, by the way, that I went that I am technically back on the show. I did. Well. We did. did okay. Yeah. yeah. Was we did. Was I out of, that day? Uh, when I told you, you said you have to be here for three. Okay. Uh, we got to the end of your third topic, and I said, Welcome, Welcome back. back. Okay. Welcome. All right. I'm, I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah. So it's fine. I must have been asleep. Oh, yeah. Probably. Yeah. You'd already checked out. You do start to yawn at a certain point. <laughs> well, maybe not bore me. Yeah. Um, maybe talk about Gears 5 weekly because you're in it this week, buddy. Yeah. It's pretty good. It's, it's pretty good. Pretty good. It, it, does that mean it's Richard time? I think it's Richard time. Yeah. Can you I, give it a Richard? I'm, yeah, I have no problems saying how I feel it's going. I mean, obviously, this could change. Well, I've played two um, playthroughs at this point. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. I, I would go, for me right now, It it's pretty much right where the reviews are. I'd say, like, it's an 8.5. I don't think it's... I was going to call that for you. Yeah, it's... That's a safe one. That's what safe. he... 8.5 means, yeah. yeah. 8.5 means, like, yeah. What was Control? Control was, I said... 8.5? I think, no, I said, if you add on PC, it's for sure a 9. Right, but, uh, yeah. but I said if you're on console because of the issues, that was the only reason why I was. Like, we got some news on control this week, Chris. I know we're excited. gonna get to it. <laughs> I know I'm excited about it. But yeah, I, I, I mean, I know you guys are a lot further along, so maybe my opinion will change. I, I definitely wouldn't be surprised if it was a nine whenever I finished it. I just the only thing again, I feel bad for it because I'm like looking. I'm like, when am I going to finish? <laughs> Well, the thing with me is I, I generally, if I play a game and I talk about it on a show, I generally like the game. I don't go in playing games I don't have interest in, and I'm able to find things I like about it. Um, coming out the gate, I was very, very nervous about the connectivity issues. This was unf- unfamiliar territory for me for the co-op. Um, so I was like, what's going to happen here? Um, but as the things got fixed, as we made the step to do the reset, kind of go back um it's up there man it's it's possible depending depending on how this story plays out it might be in my game of the year conversation so far for me so with that said right now until the finish i'm gonna leave it at a 9.25 for now but i gotta finish it I struggled with this game, and you guys were in those conversations. Yeah. Um, Getting going on it. Yeah. You were like that snowball that we knew we had to just push you. I'm almost convinced if I didn't do a show about video games, I would have put it on the shelf. For later. And, and eventually, and yeah. It was just very, like the first two or three times I had to force myself to sit down and play this game. 
I just wasn't feeling it. And it was a game I was very excited for. I, I don't know why. The shooting mechanics that we've talked about, I will say to its credit, as the game has progressed, it has stopped bothering me. I've enjoyed the gameplay. Doesn't mean I don't think it could have done something a little differently, but it hasn't taken away from the experience. Seven. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, uh, yeah, it's like a six. I don't know. Just kidding. Just kidding. Um, I think I'm at, and, and I haven't finished, and this is really a, a score on the campaign. Yeah. You know, I had, the, otherwise, you know, I think I'm at an 8.8 at the moment. Okay. It is a very, very, it's probably the best story campaign I've played in 2019. It's just really freaking fun. The dialogue, the conversations they yes. have. When we go to break, I, can't, I, I so want to tell you about a laugh out loud I heard last night on this game. It was so funny. One of the funniest lines I've ever heard. <laughs> but um, definitely an 8.8 .8 for now. It could very well go to a 9. And for the for the record, I, I, there are five mm -hmm. acts. Uh, four, actually. There, well, there's four showing collectibles, but I thought there were five acts. Could be wrong. I looked it up before the game, yeah. uh, before the podcast, I and I read that there were four acts. Yeah, so was, I'm like right there. Yeah, I was. I was end. telling him. I was like, it, that felt weird to me too, because I was like, from whatever call, they're like always. But I think because they opened up the worlds Dude, in two acts, yeah, that, yeah. that they're kind of. John and I both said that that second act was long. Really, it was long. Okay. It yes. was long. when I'm you're doing everything. Along. And you're and when you're doing everything, it's like yeah, it, it's long. It's not burdensome long. No, but you're it's just like, like wow, wow this time. thing is. When crazy. I was looking on how long to beat, most people are saying fifteen to sixteen hours. If you're not That's just like, right. if you're not just be lying it, right? Yeah, if you're actually. I feel like feels, you guys are. Feels about right. Yeah. Um, and I'm in the middle of the third act, so mm -hmm. yeah, um, it's it's the very end of the third act. Where the thing happens? Where the thing happened. I so want to just tell you. Yeah. <laughs> Is it a spoiler? It's spoiler! A, it's, a, it's a comment. And it doesn't give you any context to what's going Maybe on. Maybe you it's should not a, tell me. Yeah, man. just let me experience it. God, I don't, yeah. I don't um, care about you, though. You know what I want to hear you talk about, though? Yeah. The news? news? You really want that? Let's do that. Because that not means really. it's closer to Chipotle. Is that where we're going? Are we? Okay. They got some new beef, guys. <laughs> like some uh, spicy beef. Like on the... Oh, oh. yeah. Like yeah. on, the, I thought you meant like beef on like the street beef. No, because I'm getting, I'm, I will get barbacoa unless okay. they have the new meat that they put on CNN today. Okay, that's well, fake uh, news, Sean. Let's uh, wrap this. <laughs> they part are up. fake news. Let's, Never. Let's do some news. What's up, everyone? I'm Chris from Weekly Games Chat, along with my co-hosts Sean and John. We cover the latest video games every Wednesday for your listening pleasure. We also make sure to rant about the latest movies, TV shows, and happenings in the sports world. If you like the show, catch one of our live streams on Twitch, follow us on Twitter, or even take the biggest jump of all and join our community on Discord. All found by simply searching Weekly Games Chat. Until then, I'll simply say game on in your mom's box. Hey everyone, this is Rob and Jay from the Classic Gaming Podcast. We uh, play and talk about old school video games on our podcast. I know you probably couldn't have guessed that from the name of it, but uh, as for me, I tend to prefer the old, the good old point-and-click adventure game genre. I also like strategy games. I play a lot of a wide variety of stuff. Uh, 
Uh, as for Jay? Yeah, I'm really partial to RPGs and RTSs, so things like Final Fantasy Tactics and Chrono Trigger to that of StarCraft or Age of Empires. Um, generally with the podcast, we try to stay on topic, but we usually end up going off on super, super far tangents. Give us a listen over at the HP Video Game Podcast Network. You can also find us at ClassicGamingPodcast.com, and uh, we hope you check us out. Hot off the press and straight to your ears. Weekly Games Chat presents the news. News. That's nice. Oh, yeah. That's nice. That was good. It's almost like we talked about two movies for the last thirty minutes. No, <laughs> <laughs> no wait, that's not what I mean. What are you doing? Just a friendly, you know, a friendly little debate, friendly discussion. Uh, yeah. What we needed to do was get some control over our lives and come back to the show. We'll hey. Take it away, shiny boy. Ooh. Uh, get you some control DLC. Uh, Remedy has announced that there will be four DLC updates coming to Control, the game we talked about last week, adding new modes and story expansions. It begins this fall with a photo mode, allowing players to pause the game and take photos of Jesse in the oldest house. Yeah. In December comes Expeditions, a new game mode where Jesse assists security chief Arish or Arish. Um, explore the formation. What? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, this mode will contain some of the toughest challenges in the game. Both of the aforementioned modes will be free of charge. That's zero cents to you, <laughs> Joe Consumer. 2020 will receive two paid expansions called The Foundation and All, or AWE. These are new stories that will feature Jesse exploring new areas of the oldest house. The All event features three initials that are split horizontally. The top half of the letters features artwork reminiscent to Alan Wake. In other words, the classic flashlight image. No word yet that this is an actual crossover, even though I'm willing to bet the money we make on this show oh, yeah. that it will be. Oh, yeah. yeah. It, is that money that we make now or money that we might? In the future. Oh, dear. <laughs> yeah. It, uh, I mean, it seems not so much even a tease as is confirmation. It is clever on their part because AWE is the type of acronym they use for these things in the game but Mm -hmm. the fact that you're showing the words a w e with a man flashing a flashlight alan wake event or something yeah like where it looks like literally he's he's up by like a place with lakes and pine trees and mountains around him which is the exact setting did you know yeah i've never played alan wake you should if you get a chance pass i'm sure it is yeah Let's let's replay it together and get on um, Xbox, you know, because it's the best console in the world right now. Play mm-hmm. it together? I mean, like, at the same time, but we'll oh. get into a party and we'll just talk about things that are happening. Oh. Nice. He plays his flashlight. You're, you're out on Lake. I place the flashlight. I just hang on your hip. <laughs> did they ever remaster it? Um, I, I, I know they did the Xbox One enhanced stuff with it, yeah. Uh, nice. That's do good. you? Yeah. That's good. I do know that. Yes. All right, John. You know why I know? It was a good run. The episode, what number are we on? 275? Well, we're ending it. You're, you're, you're a little it. head. Oh, I'm in. I'm done. So this is pretty serious. All right. So uh, um, Capcom. Good, hey, let's get our serious hats on. Capcom at Tokyo Game Show has officially revealed Project Resistance. The game is a 4v1 asymmetrical PvP game where four players work together to escape an area controlled by Mastermind. A closed beta for Project Resistance is scheduled for early October, and the game takes place on the outskirts of Raccoon City. 
The four players must work together and escape three levels. These levels are rampant with zombies and traps that are placed in your way by the said mastermind, who is the fifth player. Oh, my. The four-player co-op has different classes of characters to include a healer, a hacker, a tank, and an attacker. The mastermind controls security cameras in the first person and can summon traps and zombies in strategic locations. History tells us that every time Resident Evil ventures off the main path, it doesn't turn out well. Time will tell if history repeats itself. Now, this seems like a new idea. Have for, they said if it's for like a sixty dollars game? No, they haven't. Okay, I, I haven't. I don't play. think they've. Yeah, that'd be probably hey, what a was smart that game movie? that uh, weekly uh, games and games? I'm sorry, games and games used to weekly cover. games and games. Yeah, uh, yeah no. evolve, uh, evolve. Yeah, and by cover you mean Chris will cover. Yes, yeah. but this, uh, but this is interesting. It seems like the fifth player is not just a guy being hunted or hunting you. It's a guy that seems like he's got a. He pretty much has a completely different game perspective. It's like, almost like he's. Almost, the, it's like a strategy game. He's, like he's, he's almost like the dungeon master. Sure. Yeah. yeah. It's almost like you're doing like a RTS or something. Yeah, this could be cool. I mean, <clears throat> it it just depends on how well does it pull people in, right? And how the balancing yeah. is. That's going to be the hard part because if if people, you know, if it's just like, man, it's only really fun to be the mastermind because it's pretty easy to win and level up or something like that. You're not going to enjoy playing sure. as the main characters, which is going to be the majority of your time and vice versa if it sucks to be the mastermind and you get consistently find yourself you know getting placed into that Mm -hmm. uh you're gonna dip and that was the problem with evolve was that people there was a lot of like early on there was good balance because people were figuring out evolve but once they did if you were the monster unless you were just truly great at that role it was so hard yeah, it was. Uh, <laughs> it was so hard to go against, you know, a, a team of four actual individuals yeah. coming at you. You just couldn't do it. Well, with this, with the trailer, it was interesting. Um, and it's probably based on the fifth player's performance and how well they're doing throughout the course of the round. Mm. In the trailer, the mastermind puts on these gloves that allow him to control uh, Mr. X. Nice. Or that Mr. X uh, type of yeah. monster, um, which is... You know, that looks that looks fun. That would be fun because um, he can't die. Yeah, but you know, seven <laughs> Resident Evil Seven, Resident Evil Two, everything's been going so well, and they tend to do this when you know they stray off the they path. Make but the hopefully, money. but ho- hopefully, hopefully, this feels uh, different. <laughs> but but you know, the thing is, like, you have to think they're just playing this out there because they're like, look, we want something out that will make some money for Resident Evil <clears throat> that's new. And can tie us over till we're ready for the next system, which is probably when Resident Evil Eight will drop, right? God, please, yes. Mm. We still Speaking gotta make drops. the the yeah. <laughs> we still need to make the uh, Res Seven virtual VR experience happen. Mm-hmm. We can have a sleepover. Yeah, it's nice. Have our, our um, Star Wars sleeping bags. Get some candy, <laughs> popcorn. Mm. A lot of sodi pop porn. Are <laughs> from Ohio? Uh, so Chris mentioned drops. Uh, yeah, we got a release date for the Witcher Netflix show. That's Rumor. nice. Recent posts on Netflix social media accounts seem to leak the release date for the upcoming Witcher series. Uh, the show will seemingly make its debut on December 17th of this year. Uh, the post has been deleted, so it's important to take this as potential um, rather than solid confirmed news. Mm-hmm. When asked to comment, Netflix responded with, quote, the release date for The Witcher is not yet confirmed. 
Um, plus, it makes sense. That's a <laughs> well. The big problem with the, the one big problem with that date is that I believe it's a Tuesday, and anyone who knows how Netflix works at this point. They pretty much always release their series stuff on Fridays because they're like, hey. I didn't know that. Yeah. I watch series. Yeah. I just kind of turn on my, 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 my Netflix and I go, oh, that's out now. Yeah. Friday, Friday's <laughs> their day. Wednesday is the day for uh, for Hulu. I'm not sure. What's wrong with you? How do you know that? <laughs> well, right now I know that with Hulu because there's a new episode of Wu-Tang American Saga coming out tomorrow uh, morning. I'll yeah. watch it while okay. I work. <laughs> but no, I just, I've always. While at work? No, yeah, yeah. I work from home anymore. But still. Yeah. It'll be on the TV while I work. <laughs> yeah, um, it could happen. Yeah, it's like having ESPN on the background. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, but anyways, like, it it would be very weird, but at the same time, maybe they're doing, I don't know if it's different for regions, and maybe because this is such a <clears throat> Polish show, maybe Poland Netflix releases on Tuesday. So they're like, look, we're going to premiere <laughs> you just it. said Polish Netflix. Yeah, I have no idea. <laughs> Maybe they're like, look, we're going to honor those, you know, the importance of the country as far as its relationship to this series and, uh-huh. and we'll put it out on their day and they is, will get the seriously? first. Seriously? Is Mikey, is Mikey looking forward to it? Is he? he is Mikey likes the wheelchair? Oh. He's Polish. Yeah. Oh, and he's got the pump. Yeah. Yeah. He's a Polish hammer. Like yeah. <laughs> the hammer of dawn, if you will. <laughs> he can pump like dawn. no other hammer. Right, Speaking man. of Witcher. Yeah, there's some more Witcher stuff, John. Yeah, so CD Projekt Red has announced the release date for the iOS version of Gwent for October 29th, You know, Tuesday for the for the people that... Is that Tuesday? No, I'm just saying the same thing Chris did that's completely <laughs> idiotic. The mobile version will, quote, combine the full features set of the, peach, the PC version with controls reimagined for the touch interface. That's nice. Yeah, there's only touching things. The game will also support 4K... I don't know. The game will also support 4K features for the most powerful iOS devices. The announcement also confirmed that progress will be shared between PC and iOS. Cool. This is your favorite thing this year. This will be Chris's game of the year. It'll be a good poop when he game. Played, when he played Witcher, he was constantly distracted by Gwent. Nope. He had a really hard time He's focusing never, on he, the game. He doesn't care about Gwent. It's and crazy. I really <laughs> don't. There are just better card games out there. Hearthstone. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They put Hearthstone in uh, in the next Witcher, or in CD Projekt Red, uh, or I'm sorry, not CD. Or Cyber it Mobile. Do they have it on mobile? I would, I would Is play it. Coming it. On mobile? Yeah, it's on mobile. Hearthstone's on mobile. Yeah, yeah, you know that. I know that. That's yeah. why I said it. It's where it only is, right? No, it's on PC too. Is it really? Moron. Right. I am pretty moronic. Hey, you know what? The number two two game on this is on mobile too. Nice. I. I I, he's talking about the MBT for M, MPD for August, and uh, I happen to think the number two game is because of Nintendo Switch. That's just my personal opinion. Es posible. Es, es posible. Um, NPD for August. Madden NFL. NPD. NPD. Uh, Madden NFL 20 is the best-selling game of August. This is the second month in a row on the top spot, and the seventh year consecutively that this has been achieved. Madden is now the third best-selling game of the year here is August top 10. Um, I'm going to start from the bottom. You always do. So I'm going to go number 10, which is a game I do want to play, and I'm interested to see how you're liking it if you've That's played good. it. Astral Chain, a release for the Nintendo Switch console. Which came out on August 30th. Which is really good. 
considering it made August's top 10. And video. Control came out on August 27th. Is it on this list? No, it's not. That's a great point. <laughs> Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six Siege is next on the list Siege at nine. Included. Mortal Kombat 11 is number eight. Mario Kart 8 is number seven. Super Mario Maker 2, number six. Super Smash Bros. Ultimate, five. Fire Emblem Three Houses, four. Grand Theft Auto 5. The, the Switch greatest, classic. The greatest <laughs> game ever is number three. Uh, Minecraft, the aforementioned game at number two. And we told you Madden NFL 20 is number one. So there you go. Are you guys playing? I, that's a lot of Nintendo games on there again. I point that out every time. Yeah. Yeah. Just saying. I'm willing to bet that this one sold way better than all of those. So he pointed at Madden and then said everything else on the list. Yeah, mainly because it's all games that we should have just moved on and Chain. let the. I'd like to challenge that. <laughs> what do you got? I'd like to say he's dead wrong about Madden. Madden having combined sales for Madden mm. being more than Minecraft, Grand Theft Auto, and I didn't all the say other that. Ones. I just said I guarantee that this sold way more than all of these. That's what you just said. You said combined. I didn't no, say. I, combined. I thought that's what you implied. No, no, no. No, I would doubt that, but like, it's just, it's Chris. this time of year. It's why you see like these things when you get to the end of the year and you see the list for the top selling games, they're, they're nowhere near as high as like the things that are, are coming right now. Right. Chris. Well, well, no crap. Madden sold yeah. more than Minecraft. It's number one. Minecraft is number two. I'm saying there's probably a big difference in a big in gap. Side. Like, yeah, like I'm sure Madden sold like millions upon millions i don't know if those other ones even sold a million as well i'm saying they probably sold hundreds of thousands i know he could i'm i'm more on the gap i'm I'm on mining the gap and the gap in general not the clothing store well we like a good gap mining the gaps i I do i i'm not talking about that he could be right yeah i I checked out when i said that and i went oh the gap (laughs) um so yeah some people might wear the uh the new thing on their gap Wait, what? <laughs> oh yeah, this thing. Ring Ring Fit for Switch announced. Yay. Nintendo has revealed the circular ring con controller and its purpose. It will be <laughs> it will be utilized with a new fitness game called Ring Fit Adventure, which will be released on October 18th. The tech translates physical exercises into in-game moves and allows you to experience 20 different worlds. The game includes activities such as running, hovering, and steering a raft along a river. The journey is filled with enemy interactions and players can fight using 40 different fit skills. These skills require the use of your arms, legs, abs, and yoga positions. The goal is to combine traditional gaming with fitness. You heard Chris say yay. I actually think (laughs) that this is going to be a... I think it might be on to something if, if people buy it. The ad looks enticing. Yeah. Two people. Yeah. I don't, I'm not saying I don't know that any one of us will buy it. <clears throat> I, I think the highest probability would be that I buy it out of the three um, because I have bought a Labo and a VRness. Um, but it's crazy that it's coming out pretty soon. Mm-hmm. That's kind of weird for Nintendo to throw an ad out kind of randomly, I think. And it didn't really show what it was. And then it's going to be released. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's pretty quick. Does it's, that make sense? What I said, kind of. Well, you know, yeah, and they're, and they're just tacking on to. I I, I kind of feel like the Wii Fit started this, where your fitness experience, your weight loss experience, your workout experience has been to virtually everybody has been gamified in some way. Yeah, 
you know, you've reached, you know, like the Apple Watch. I mean, it, I, it, I close my rings. Yeah. And that's like a good rewarding, feeling. validating experience. Yeah. That's gamification. Yeah, you know, for sure. Yeah. Um, I, I remember <laughs> at one time when the Fit was at the highest of its popularity, people were legit. That was their workout. And now you can't sell it back to GameStop. No. <laughs> I've tried. Yeah. <clears throat> um, I imagine that you won't be able to see sell Gears Five back after a while because it sold so many copies. It's one of those Call of Duty things. Well, nobody owns it. I just wonder That's if true. Um, <laughs> nobody bought it. I almost wonder if this game will be highest selling in terms of like population basis, like of <clears throat> of Switches around the world. If it'll be like Japan, right? Like where everyone's taking their Switch always on the go. Go. It's more of a mobile thing for them, where it's like, hey, look, you're at work. You can just strap these bands on and get your workout done real quick. Get a quick strap on and if go to town. If it's <laughs> if it's a workout, yeah, it, ten, it tends to be. Strap ons tend to yeah, they do take a lot, a lot out of, of thrusting. You. Yeah, especially um, when you take one and you slap it against the wall. It, what you mount it, if you will. <laughs> uh, Gears Five is a hit. <laughs> Gears Five had the biggest first party launch for Xbox since Halo Four in terms of player count. The game has had over 3 million players since it was released. According to Xbox Wire, the game, quote, easily doubled the first week's debut of Gears of War 4, uh, making it the biggest launch week of any Xbox Game Studios title this generation. The 3 million number was tracked beginning on September 6th through the previous weekend. Uh, for PC, it is the biggest launch ever for Xbox Games Pass and also the best first-party launch on Steam. I always got the impression that That's Gears not 4 did not do... Amazing, like yeah, I'm sure it did, it did well, right. but I just yeah. like something. Something happened here. But this proves it, right? Like you just basically showed, hey, it wasn't in the last one. It was a year later. Yeah, the last one struggled when it came out in September, and now we put it in this system, and three million people at least have touched this game. They're saying in a week. Uh, that's that's exactly what you want. This I've is touched it at least yeah. three times. Uh, today you're, you're on fire today. Thanks, mm. man. It's nice. I, I really, I dig this. <laughs> Shouldn't have said anything. You probably just ruined it. I, but I really hate <laughs> that. With that good news, there's going to be some not good news. John. Well, that's uh, more bad news for GameStop. Yeah. Dun 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 dun. GameStop has announced plans to close between 180 and 200 stores by the end of the fiscal year. CFO Jim Bell reported a loss in sales of 14.3 percent year over year and a Q2 loss of. $415 million. That's insane. It was noted that 95% of the 5,700 stores worldwide are profitable and that underperformance is not the sole metric the company is looking at, but he did not go into detail on that. Deets. A redesign is underway for the company with a GameStop in Pryor, Oklahoma, posting a video tour of what looks like a new layout for the store. I actually tried to hit the link for this. It, apparently, GameStop had taken it down. It. You did see it? Yeah. All right, so uh, <clears throat> um, I mean, instead of like the carpet, you get in there and actually had like the you know kind of cheap wood paneling on the floor. Oh, okay. Um, and then you had a TV, uh, like a couch there with a TV up on the wall. Um, and what looked to be kind of like a gaming table, gaming area. Were there pops? The there had back. to be pops. Were there pops? 
I did not see Bob. Okay. Oh, God. <laughs> John? A source confirmed that it matches the blueprint for layouts and redesigns at GameStop's annual conference. According to a description from IGN, quote, the new store appears to ditch the glossy black and white of current GameStop locations. Instead, the store now sports a more muted gray color aesthetic with yeah. faux wood paneling. The store is also sleeker and more streamlined with cleaner rows of games as well as a small table for video game apparel and figures. Pops. There's also... <laughs> There's also a wall-mounted tablet in the store that customers can order from, as well as a sofa and HDTV located in the middle of the store to watch porn. Hey. Uh, John, it didn't say that last part. Yeah. Um, uh, they they are... Uh, shoot, I forgot to add that. <laughs> they are, uh, from what I've gathered and what they also hinted in this thing, um, this 180 to 200 is... Uh, more than likely the beginning of what's going to be them changing. And, and they pretty much admitted on that, that one of the things that they can do to cut costs for the company is that most of their leases that they make are one to two years. So that seems to be hinting like, you know, if you've got all of that expense for rent and, and leases that you could just cut off, right? And you could still make the same amount of sales overall in an area. You have to wonder if that means that they're going to be cutting that 5,700 stores, which does seem like a lot when you think about the, how they're doing right the now. The question is, does our town get one? I would only do one. Well, I mean, for now, I don't think any of them will close around here. Because if you think about it, that's that number compared to how many stores they have is a blip. On the radar screen. Yeah. But um, but if you know, regardless, right? Like, you just want to be of, gloom and doom, don't you? Well, we no, don't know anything. If I'm looking and I'm thinking, okay, we have, for context here, listener, we have three stores in our area, right? And there's one that is obviously more popular than the other two, right? That I would say. I don't know which one is popular between the mall and Whittlesey. Whittlesley's yeah, Whittlesley, by far. I don't know that because yeah, I've do. seen some heavy traffic in that place. Yeah. I have too. Yeah, but it, you can't not go to the one on Whittlesley and it's not full of people. Yeah, just based on pre-orders and stuff like that. Because the mall opens up too, and they're whenever I talk to their managers the last couple of years, they're like, "Yeah, the waited Whittlesley uh, is going to be far longer," which is why I usually go to the other two. Same reason why I go to EB Games. Yeah. <laughs> Because I don't want to wait. Uh, but, but like, you know, if you know that the majority of people still there in our area would go to GameStop, even if there was one, and you can cut out the expense. If you're, if you're a company and you're like, look, our stock is tanking, you know, and we have to find a way to save some money because we are not getting as much out of our stock and we need profits to go up, why not close two of the stores and say, if the same traffic combined for the area is still going to come to that one store, now we're only paying one rent and we're only getting this number yeah. of employees. I mean, it sucks. I'm not, I'm not happy about it, but I think that's probably the reality that they're facing is that they're going to have, it's not so much like the one GameStop that's out in the middle of nowhere. It's where it's like our locations where you're a decent size and you city and and therefore you've had multiple game stops you it very might well be like how it was for books a million or barnes and noble to a lesser extent where it's like you gotta start to pick where you're gonna put your flags at well this is probably uninteresting to the audience but 
I don't know, like in our town specifically, um, not the topic itself, but what I'm about to say, um, I would close the two GameStops, mm-hmm. rebrand EB as GameStop because there's more real estate in there and it can handle the traffic. That could be a little bit better. It. Maybe. And then I would be happy because that, because I mean, if you think about it, that, that particular space is almost 50% bigger than the other two yeah. stores. It's yeah. just, a, it's just, it, there's a whole lot of real estate in there. Well, I want to say they were the first ones that came to that area. I don't think there was a GameStop there when that whole entire area opened up and it was big at the time because it was right next to Circuit City. Where service was state of the art. Yeah. Circuit City. Right. Yeah. That's and then eventually stuff. they said, like, hey, less people are coming to the mall. We should put a GameStop over there. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you like open betas, I've got one coming for you. Um, Neo 2 is coming this fall. That was Chris being very happy. Mm-hmm. It will happen starting on November 1st and run through November the 10th. The beta will be made available on the PlayStation Store. Neo 2 was officially <laughs> announced on the 2018 E3 stage. This time around, players will be able to create their own character that is half human and Come half on. yokai that is a demon. Yeah. This is the first time the game will be made available to a mass audience. The game will serve as a prequel to the original game and will launch in early 2020. They did this before uh, the original, and that was how I actually Found discovered it, it yep. and, and and got into it and got hyped for it. So I'll, I'll definitely be checking this out. Yeah, you were really big on this game. It was fun. Uh, if you like Sekiro, this is going to be up here. Well, yeah, I know. I like Sekiro. I like Sekiro. Mm-hmm. That's what's so frustrating that I suck at it. There's no way in heck I'm ever going to be able to finish it. I can't. <laughs> I can't. Speaking of open betas, do you remember when I tried to name the show the Open Beta Podcast? Wow. Do you remember that? I do, actually. That yeah. was a long time ago. It was. Shot down. Sorry. <laughs> Could have been OBP. Yeah, you know me. Oh, my God. All right. All the branding we could have done. That would have been huge. Huge. Hey, we're on that that one, though. Yeah. Oh, shoot. Yeah, that was a good pivot for the next one after this one. See, when you you say that I'm on a roll, it just collapses. Well, you know. You know. You hurry up, you could be more. E is is not the third letter in the alphabet. Well, (laughs) I don't even know what it is. E3 2020, baby. Yeah. My God. My God. The Entertainment Software Association, which is the ESA, is hoping to turn E3 2020 into a, quote, fan, media, and influencer festival that would feature cutainment in a Disney Fast Pass style system. (laughs) The ESA has proposed that influencers and paid celebrities becoming more can become more of a staple at the event. The organization also has approved an additional 10,000 gamer badge holders with uh, badges on the way to weekly games chat. This would bring <laughs> consumer attendees to 25,000. This higher number could lead to an industry only day, an industry only day on the Tuesday before the public gains access. Mm-hmm. The fast pass implementation is also intriguing and a quote, why didn't I think of that sooner moment? This will allow attendees to register for a game demo and come back later. To avoid the crowds. Time will tell that this evolution of E3 is enough to keep it relevant. I will say that when I go, that when we go to Six Flags or Disney World or something like that, my wife always Your buys wife. the fa- Wow, there's one, only one today. Buys the Fast Passes. Like, I didn't say my wife. Your wife. Your wife. Shoot. <laughs> so, my, she always buys the Fast Passes, and they work 
beautifully. Yeah, when you yeah. go to Disney, you don't have to buy them per se. Mm-mm. You just uh, you kind of download the app and pick what you want, and it's yeah. it's mandatory you do it at some of these parks. Uh, yeah, I wonder if like how that's going to work though, because unless they're really <clears throat> if they tear this thing up, man, they could make a ton of money Dude, off of people. What makes but me on the other hand, I'm like with as many people as they have there. Like, it's going to be, well, I showed up at 10 a.m. and I played this one game. My next uh, playthrough is uh, 7 p.m. Yeah, but <laughs> but, yeah, I feel like- but Celebrity A is going to be at this hall at this time. Mm-hmm. I can go kill some time in. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, for me, the fact that we were ready to shoot this thing dead like it was an animal that needed to be put down. Yeah. They're showing fight and 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 creativeness to try to reignite the e3 of old well we use i mean we would say year 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 after year that the thing that's going to kill this organization this this function is going to be the publishers and the developers Mm -hmm. when in fact what happened recently it looks like probably the games media is going to kill it Mm -hmm. because they're not going to put any faith in the organization anymore i've got faith now in it they, I hope it does sure. I mean, I've never really lost faith. They but. very much might just be under the realization that, <clears throat> you know, of course, Nintendo hasn't been there for a while. PlayStation's right. now doing their thing. Well, uh, they're there the, on the show floor. Yeah. And you go like, obviously, they know this coming year. It's not a problem because obviously Microsoft and obviously. Sony are going to push their new consoles on, on their main stages there. Right. Makes sense. But uh you're getting more and more of these instances like where Microsoft's like, even though they're there, all of our stuff's going to be in the Microsoft theater, mm-hmm. you know, and you're, if you're Sony, well, why wouldn't you do the same and save yourself a ton of fees? Because it costs a lot of money to put Why are you talking in, in this kind of cadence? Right I don't now. know. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. No. Uh, but if that's the case, why not transform your thing into just what kind of Gamescom is? You know, where right now it's 25,000, which is nothing compared to what Gamescom right. is over right. a weekend. Uh, yeah. And you go, if you're the ESA and you can. That's consumers. You number. can do this, right? And you can say to Sony, to Microsoft, and to Nintendo, hey, we will pull in 100K plus people over this week for you to try out your stuff. You give them an incentive to show up. And on top of that, you make a ton of money. Because you're the one selling the I tickets. Still want, I, th- I still think they're holding on to the idea that they are where, where game companies come to show you their financial plan. Mm. That's and, what they do. And it's just not anymore. Yeah, I don't think. I've been that for a long time. Yeah. I just don't think. Mm-hmm. Outside behind. Like, that's more mm-hmm. of a, I mean, mm-hmm. their financial plan, like. Remember, I, I don't want look. They're not I, the old don't, days. Don't, don't don't go analytical where you think I'm talking about spreadsheets. Yeah, that's I'm what talking about. Here is our plan for the year mm. from a consumer language, like our schedule. Yeah, schedule. Is this the last one? The next one? Finally, this week. Is it? I don't know if it is. It is. Okay, let's do it. I'm hungry. Finally, this week. <laughs> You're not gonna do the thing, really. Finally, this week. That's nice. I like it. That's good. It's a, it's, you got in there. I heard it. <laughs> um, my, my, I was going to say Microcraft. I'm stupid. Minecraft <laughs> is still huge. Uh, Microsoft has recently revealed to Business Insider 
that Minecraft has 112 million monthly players. Jeez. This is a 20 million increase since the last time Minecraft numbers had been reported. This game is a decade old and has no signs of slowing down. Credited with the resurgence of a, uh, um, is a lot of new content for the game, as well as YouTuber PewDiePie, PewDiePie giving it a lot of attention. Another indicator is the slow decline of Fortnite as players begin to scatter out to other titles. You know what's... Uh, like Gears 5. <laughs> you know, unlike you guys, I'm not old. So I actually go on the TikToks and watch the videos that they have See, there. That's what's sad about you is you go to the TikToks as a mid 30 year old man. I know because they're funny. There's a funny of, one of today course. on OSHA uh, violation. Dude, I'm not going to sit at dinner uh-huh. and hear you talk about freaking TikTok again. But anyways, <laughs> while I'm, there are two things I can always guarantee you I will see as I go through a, a browsing session. One is kids from South Korea dancing. And the second is always always some kid posting some crazy thing that they've figured out how to make in minecraft yeah and like it, it's 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 a guarantee and that doesn't tell you i don't see that often with fortnite i might see that once a week or you know call of duty or whatever whatever else this game still the youth love it they there's a whole generation that grew up on this game and they still love it and now there's a whole new generation that are just now discovering it so how the how how is the decline of Fortnite? I don't know. How significant is it? I still because I, I do I know that, that Aiden has pretty much said that he has just stopped being interested in it. Mm-hmm. He'll watch the mess out of the YouTube videos, but as far as playing it, he just doesn't play it anymore. He's just taking a break. I think it's just it's not like a decline. It's still one of the most healthy bases out there, right? It's just that Did it's it reaching. It's it's reaching the point of its life cycle, which is very natural for these things. It's where leveling out, it's plateauing. Yeah, it's it's going to have it's, its hardcore. Sure. I like that. It's going to have its hardcore base that's always there. Yeah, it will. And then maybe if they figure out some sort of special event that can reignite people, people, you might have a little spike. Bring Thanos back. Even Ninja has started playing other games. Yeah. Remember was Ninja? Play, what was Tyler Blevins. He was playing Gears. Was he? He was playing he World was. of Warcraft the other day, which blew my Oh, well, yeah. He's, he's owned by Microsoft. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> I was like, you're playing WoW Classic, bro. <laughs> uh, you guys want to wrap this up? Never. Uh, yeah, just to be safe. Okay. We got some? We actually do. People, you heard We're not dead to you. Yeah, you heard our cries. It's cool. And you said, I will write you at weeklygameschat at gmail.com. That's weeklygameschat at gmail.com. Just like, make sure I don't say Jason, a.k.a. Big Riff said. Big Riff! What's up, homie? And starting off with the troll, he says, Chris, Sean, and John. Spelled perfectly, sir. Perfectly terribly. (laughs) As a customer service professional and aficionado, I feel like it's my duty to help weigh in on some recent issues been sharing and how to remedy those situations. Uh, Sean. We give advice 
Not the other way around. It's huh? going down. I like it. Oh. I do have an update on this as well, too. Sean, as far as the facade or facade, facade you <laughs> moron goes, <laughs> facade. I would guess you're ordering from Sweetwater American Music Supply or a company of similar. Size. You are on to something there, sir. When they process returns, it probably goes into a box of warranties and nobody's going to see the issue you had with that metal bracket being smooshed. Uh, my suggestion would be to write out the whole story, maybe even include a link to the podcast to let them know you talk about it, Ooh. and send them pictures of the issue as well as the way it looks fully assembled. When you're writing your message to them, they probably have already decided they will return it and send you a new one. So there's no need to be a douche. Uh, Chris, that's douche. Douche. <laughs> or use the, quote, let me talk to your manager tone. That's the John tone. Yeah, Karen. Um, what? <laughs> politely. Keyword politely, John. Uh, ask Dang. that they inspect the unit until they're sending to uh, that they're sending to you for the defect and suggest some reinforced packaging to ensure a safe arrival because of the volume of returns to direct to consumer companies receive they will not likely be aware of repeating defective issues and help shine a light on that while not being a rude sack of uh, uh-huh. shiitake mushrooms yeah. <laughs> uh, and that will likely be appreciated john hey, as far as you, your sir. situation with samsung it seems like every level of that company is run by toll bastards, and I have no suggestion on how to negotiate <laughs> with terrorists. <laughs> Get Samuel L. Jackson in here. Lastly, I should call out two things. Two things. Two things. Thank you. Jeez, Sean was so no, I, he was I, out. He was out there. And we never do it the same. It's always were, a little off kiltered. Look, just admit you were in the cornfield of field of dreams. First of all, didn't know that Kevin Costner was out there calling. For not it. his best movie putting that out there yeah you're right <laughs> that's called the postman we talked about it <laughs> the remnant Call from back. remnant from the ashes is a solid seven out of ten richards especially for forty dollars it was marketed as quote dark souls with guns Ooh, but John. more like the vision less health and diablo maps i remember seeing this game. yeah i think he, he asked me if you were going to play this and the reason was that i think it's the dudes he said that did darksiders did this game or some of the dudes. Yeah, so that's why you thought maybe you were interested. Because I remember I asked you that one day. Like Gunfire? Gunfire games? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Uh, the co-op is cool. And it's generally a good time. Next, if you haven't watched the trailer for Elden Ring. Yeah, that looks so that good. That looks dope. Uh, the new uh, from Software Game Co. Written by George R.R. R. Martin. You should scope that out ASAP. Elden Ring is what I call my hemorrhoids. Oh. Two rings. Your mom's box, nine, my wife. He said two times. Oh, two times. Your your mom's box, nine, my wife. Your wife. Uh, your mom's box, nine. Thank you, Jason. My wife. That's a great email, Big Riff. You the man, sir. That was the best sentence ever. Yeah. About ever. negotiating with terrorists. That uh, was amazing. Update on my facade. Um, after the show, I took John's advice and I went home last week and I called them and told them what happened. And being the top-notch company they are, they said, okay, we're going to attempt this to be a little different this time. Um, we need you to repackage it. We're immediately going to get you a, a, another one sent to you, but we're going to have you repackage it. We're going to have FedEx come to your house to pick it up. Mm. We want them to investigate what's happening. Um, this is going to expedite you getting your, your your new one sent to you because as soon as they pick it up, it, it updates. Um, and then we're going to ship it to you differently. We're going to send it to, on a bigger truck that's more apt to handle, you know, heavier packages. 
So in case like the little guy's not having a trouble and that's uh, having trouble. So they like put yours on the last time on the back of a like, who knows? They they want to kind of (laughs) eliminate some things. Yeah. Um, so, uh, as of now it's, it's being shipped and I should have it before my next gig. So I'm very happy. I hope so. Yeah. You know why they did that for you? Because we talked about it on the show. No. Oh. Because it costs more money to gain a customer than to lose a customer. Or is it the other way around? Wow. To, I think to lose a customer than to gain one. Probably true. That sounds like something for some guy who's written a book on entrepreneurship. Hey, you know, just so you know. You know those... Uh, it costs a lot more money to gain a customer. It's you know fundamental. Those, you know yeah. those pictures you see hanging up? <laughs> My name is Michael Scott. Some of them will say like <laughs> teamwork. And it'll have like two hands grabbing each other or something. Yeah. yeah. Circle Little cat. I feel like that statement could be on one of those type yeah. things. Thanks, man. I, I, <laughs> one of those cats that's hanging there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, next up, Toby writes in. And he says, hello. Hey. I'm just quickly writing in because yesterday, <laughs> Thursday, September 12th, I was in class when my teacher said, quote, now I'm going to hand out two things for you to get signed for this field trip. And I instinctively went, two I realized what I had done when everyone at my table looked at me. Anyways, thank you for your time and game on. Dude, thank you for that. And, and, and the, the free advertising. There, right. and, but no, there's no other thing you could say at that point. No. You have to say It's that. instinctive. It happens. Evolution, um, my friend. Evolution. And finally, we've got from a many. Gee, he's popular on the old... Uh, Discord? Yeah, Discord. And he will, on there. he will hop into your, um, your, your Twitch stream. He does do that from time yes. to time. Uh, he says, hey, guys, due hey. to the storage of emails these past few weeks, I decided it must be time for me to email. It again. feels right, don't it? It does. Doesn't feel good? Feels good. Uh, I was wondering what yeah. your guys' opinions were on PC versus console gaming. I appreciate both for what they are, as they both have great advantages. I have a PS4 and really want to build a PC in the future. I wonder... If moving to PC is as exciting as my friends hype it up to be, the reason I want to move to PC gaming is because of the ridiculously cheap games on there and the ability to mod games. I also love the fact there's a huge library of games. I have Steam on my laptop, and over the summer, I was astonished on how cheap PC games are versus console during the Steam summer sale. That ain't no lie. Uh, is it worth sacrificing the easiness of a console, the ability to earn trophies, and the beauty uh, the beautiful console UI. Thanks for the great content, Game On. Game On, sir. And that's a, to me, that's a debate you have to really internalize. Um, you mm-hmm. pointed out some great things about consoles, mm-hmm. the e- easiness of them, the things like you get to earn trophies. Um, the, the, the PC side of it, yeah, you do have a lot more, um, modding and, and things that you can do. And, and there, there really is plus and minuses and pros and cons to both. Um, I, I couldn't live without my, uh, my Xboxes and Playstations, even when my, when my PC game gaming rig was like new, um, I built it for a purpose. There are things I want to play on my PC, but mostly it's because those, um, can't be accessed on my consoles. Mm-hmm. Um, now while the, the, the PCs of the world, they, they do have steam and they have a thousand million games out there for you. Mm-hmm. You're going to lose out on console exclusives that you can't get on PC. I think it's, um, one, it's how much money are you willing to spend? Because if you're just going to buy something that's rudimentary and, Whoa. and, yeah, or, or even better, or I should say worse, build something that's just rudimentary and gang Second by, time we've ever said that on the show. Uh, <laughs> I don't think it's worth it then because you're going to consistently find yourself you know, yeah. hitting a wall. I do that, that all the time. Yeah, but <laughs> if you are willing to put those, 
higher investments in there. You know, if you're willing to, to actually save up and build something of class and you say, okay, this is my one place I play games because I don't want to have to go out there and buy a 400 system and then buy another 400 system and then buy a $300 system on top of that, along with the games and things like that. If you're willing to sacrifice the idea that, yes, you will miss out on exclusives and you're okay with that. I mean, yeah, PC is always going to be the best bang for your buck because all those, pretty much all those AAA games that are on all three consoles or two of the three consoles, they're going to be on PC as well. Um, and they'll probably look better on your your PC over the time and they'll probably run better uh, in, in certain instances. I think the solution is clear, Chris. Mm. I'm surprised none of you have said it. Buy a PC mm. and a Nintendo Switch. That's it. That's all you need. Mm. But what if he what if he hates Fire Emblem? That's why there's Breath of the Wild. The single but greatest the game. But the only game people play on Switch as we just confirmed is is Fire Emblem now. No. I, I could pull up the MPD for last month. No, man. No. It was number three. Astral Chain. Yeah, that's not number three. Astral Chain is what I referred to my hand marks. <laughs> That's what it feels like when it's coming out. (laughs) (laughs) Astral Chain. Sean, uh, do you got anything for us on Twitters? Uh, We were mentioned in a lot of back and forth. I wonder why. Uh, Yeah, multiple (laughs) things. Um, No real mentions. I mean, I don't want to not call those real mentions, but, you know, direct from a listener. Um, I I debated on this next thing. We did get a direct message from a listener. Um, We know we, we, we joke a lot on here, and I didn't know this. Um, but um, when we discussed our EB Games trip, where I, des- I described the one guy as a, a term, that term apparently <laughs> is offensive. And I looked it up, and it is deemed as like offensive now. Really? Um, I didn't I, look. I'm not. I'm not one that wants to apologize for anything I said. I just didn't know better. I was. I was ignorant of it. The term was mongoloid. Um, apparently, that is an offensive word now. Oh wow! I didn't know that, but I still. I still, John, I, I still stand by the joke. I mean, I could have used, you know, like meathead to talk to the guy, but mongoloid was the word that came out. I did Google it. Um, the word is considered a fissin. I've now said that three times. Um, and this listener has, has friends. Um, it, it he says it's offensive to, um, Mongolians and people with Down syndrome. Mm, didn't know that. That makes sense. I, and I talked to several people today about that just because I wanted to know how, how off base I was on that. And they were all like, what? So it's just a thing that we didn't know. Um, but thank you for the direct message. He was excited to listen to Control, um, which hopefully you listened to it and enjoyed it. Um, but that's all we've got. I think we have a gajillion new follows. I don't um, know why. Uh, so thanks to Act Active Quest, yep. uh, Mellow <laughs> the Human, uh, the Joestar Secret Technique, Tobias Peterson, uh, John Podlasic, um, Tony Chan, which is at game uh, dev loadout. Yeah. And Mr. John's or Josh Nichols. Hey. Thank you so much uh, for the follows. We are almost at the 300 on Twitch. Ooh. I mean, on Twitter followers. That's a big thing. So, um, you guys want to add anything? Because we're very short on the Twitter I would, this week. I would like to add something, Sean, from in the future. Uh-huh. Okay. Can you please just leave offending people? 
to me. <laughs> right. I, Let me do it. I thought about it. I was like, that was totally me that called that guy <laughs> that word. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it uh, it's one of those things where, and I thought about this too, where, you know, comedy is always funny until it strikes close to home. You've, I've heard comedians say that before, but on this show, we just want to have fun. We want to skirt the line of jokes. I'm not going to get into all that. And I, I didn't know what I said was a word you shouldn't say anymore. You know, you, for short people. Well, in the right context, yeah. it's an appropriate word. Right. Because it actually means something. It's right. a classic, it's a, it's a classification of, of a human subset, which I'm probably not saying correctly. Right. Um, but three you, classifications. You, know, like, you can't, you can't. But the way it was used. Yeah. Could be yeah, deemed offensive. I get it. So that's why I brought it up. Um, you can't call a short person like a midget. You know, there was there was words we could say back in the day mm -hmm. that we didn't think were as offensive as they were. I was and I think that's kind of where this falls. I, I could be off base, yeah, sure. but but that's that's why I brought it up. So, you know, we respect our listeners. We don't want to we do like to incite debate with them, but we never want to on I, purpose I be offensive. That. I hate doing that. Does that make sense? Do you yeah. guys agree with that? Yeah. Like because I said it, I'm going to stand mm -hmm. by it. But I just you guys are looking. Y'all are very quiet right I now. I got you. I got you. All right. Chris, why are you not saying a word right now? No, I think uh, you're the one who said, so you should speak to it. <laughs> oh, so we, we live on <laughs> islands now as the three-person yeah. podcast. No, well, yeah. it's the same way with John and the whole entire big thing when we had the blow-up of unions. It's like, you know, obviously I'll always stand behind you, and I can definitely say that Sean is not someone who goes out of his way trying to just, like, <laughs> Thanks, Chris. classify and offend people, but at the same time... Um, you know, we do our best and we don't try to offend people. If, if you feel the need that you say we've uh, offended you, we'll always listen and we'll take you under consideration. Um, that said, John will always hate unions. That's, that's the I, uh, thing I've always done. I will say this. If it, was a, if it was a joke that I didn't use an offensive word by it, I would not apologize for it. Sure. Does, yeah. that, does that make sense? Because a yeah. joke is a joke. For sure. But yeah. we were you – know, that – that day will still live um, to that adventure to that game. Did you call in? Yep. <laughs> that was Sorry. me. That was your boy. And guess what? It was not. Right. All right. Well, uh, that has been episode 222, I think. I think I'm right. It's either that or 221. One of them ones. Why don't you know the numbers? Because there's so many of them. Pretty sure it's 222 or 223. Maybe 250. <laughs> um, if you like the show, subscribe to us on iTunes or whatever podcast service you use. Stitcher, Spotify, doesn't matter. We're all on there. Uh, and you'll get a new episode just like this one every Wednesday. If they have a review and rating system uh, and you don't hate the fact of what Sean said last week, or if you do, I don't care. Um, <laughs> make sure you drop a review or like it helps people find the show uh, and it's always appreciated I like reading the reviews too every now and then mm. they say some good stuff in there I stopped oh John yeah yeah well that's, that's the other comment <laughs> comedic part too uh, but anyways uh, if you want to watch us on twitch or usually more so myself um, you can do so by tuning in Every Monday, twitch.tv slash weekly games chat. I believe Sean, when he streams, is usually twitch.tv slash DJ Hey, as an H E Y G O O D. 
Uh, and if you want to hit us up on social media, we're on the Twitters, the Facebooks. And if you want to be part of the conversation, you can head over to our Discord page and find us there. Uh, just search Weekly Game Chat or go to the Twitter page. There is a link at the top of the page for your convenience. Until next time, I will simply say, Game on, Chum. Game on, Chris. Game on, John. Game on, Chris. Game on, Sean. Game on, Johnny Bear. Your mom's box! That was weak. Your mom's box! (laughs) A little better. Peace out, everybody. What's up, everybody? My name's Garrett Morlang. Hey, everybody. I'm JJ Prudom. And we are the Super Gamer Boys. And we are the preeminent video game podcast in the entire world. We are trying to take over the world with all of our comedy, with news and whatnot. And we are so excited to be members of the HP Video Game Podcast Network. Yes, we bring you uh, all the news you want to know every week. We bring you movie reviews, game reviews, uh, and all the goofs you want to hear. So come check us out every Wednesday on your favorite podcast service.